<laughs> well, if you're just joining us, uh, we had a crazy, crazy episode of uh, audio uh, imperfection. And, uh, you know, I've been working with audio and video for probably 18 years. And this is how horrible I am. And hopefully there's no... I can't hear Gaz. Gaz, say something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm scared to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything should be good to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just. I've got a little monitor over here, so I'll be looking over. Paris, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I gave you a. I tried to give you a decent intro, but let me let me try this again. Everybody knows Paris. He's the host. Uh, he's a co-host of Kind of Funny X Cast. He's also. Um, been on Gamertag Radio for over 10 years, or almost 15 years, a veteran of the of the industry, and also a Call to Arms co-host for Xbox. And the best part is he is the squasher of all console warring on these gaming streets. And fun! And fun! I can't wait to get into this one. <laughs> and since we're so late, uh, 30 minutes late, this is uh, I've run the show, this is episode 73. This is the first time I've had major issues, so I guess maybe I just, you know, I guess I just cracked out of an egg, I suppose. But thank you so much for being here. Um, Gaz, if, I don't know how we can get another link out, but I'll, I'll have to send a tweet while we're talking. Um, but we're going to get I'll right... We'll get right yeah. into the topics of what's going on. But first of all, I want to see if I can... Uh, I have a little bit of gameplay here. I did. I did. I, didn't, I enjoyed it. Um, well, I've... I feel oh, this is a family show, so I can't even tell you what I took to enjoy this game. But what I will say that the game is the Geiger-esque art style is what carries this game. It's the, the thing that pulls you in. And whilst the gameplay itself is just a lot of walking around and solving puzzles, it's it's almost a distraction to the spectacle. Uh, so for me, someone who likes the Geiger style and the atmosphere of that game, it's it game, it's uh, it's nice. But I question how long I can withstand that Geiger-esque feeling, or oh, that starts to wane a little bit. Um, but generally, I was, I'm just taken aback by the, you know what I'm like. I'm an art fiend, and I love the artwork, and I really, really do respect the devs for taking this kind of risk there are problems here there are lessons they will inevitably learn but it just speaks to the diversity of something like xbox game pass i was telling dealer this today that i can play something like this and it's it's pretty crazy it's not the big banger that people want but it's a very niche anyway mist with fleshy bits and next gen visuals but get gameplay that might end up being boring for a lot of people it depends Taste. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't played it yet, um, but I, I am very interested to try it out for myself. But I, I've I've seen the opinions, and it's been pretty polarizing either way. It, it, the the gist that I'm getting of it is p- some people that don't like it feel they were deceived that it was a certain type of game, and it turned out to be more of a puzzle a puzzle game, which it, look is is fine, but. It kind of goes to Gaz's point. This kind of shows you, again, the diversity of Game Pass, why having a service like Game Pass will allow someone like myself to go, all right, I'll go try it. If it's for me, I'll continue to play it. If it's not, I'm going to put it down and go play something else. So um, we'll we'll see. I, I think it really comes down to individual choice. Like you said, looking at the Metacritic reviews, scored pretty decent. So worth a try. Call, 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 call. Your audio is on call, cold, apparently. Uh-oh. Yes, yeah, there's no, no audio for you. You guys can hear me, chat. So you can hear me, me too, right? But not I know cold. what I did. Just I know make I did. sure you add all, that on all the scenes. So that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You know, Asa actually came in and helped us fix the stream. But I was going to ask you, uh, Paris, did you... Uh, do you, are you okay with like these weird, like gr- grotesque games? Like the guy's like, yeah, he's like crammed up in a shell, and yeah, it's fine. Yeah, all that stuff's fine with me. So that, honestly, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to check it out in the first place. So yeah, I'm all good with that. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, going to be a niche game. It's a niche game. It's because yeah, uh, a lot of people people did predicate that the scores would be divisive, um, and it's always going to be the, the art style of that game. It's it's not going to be for everyone. There are problems within the uh, the game itself. What it's pushing, uh, even generally, feel like the puzzles. You're kind of they're not in exactly that intriguing and you feel it feels like you just want to the gameplay loop to me at this early stages bear through the puzzles solve it so you can see the next spectacle the horrible grotesque yeah, spectacle yeah, take yeah. place and i still think they shouldn't be excused for that because when they did show the game let's be honest they primarily marketed it with the gameplay being the weapon in hand. A lot of reloading the weird weapons and stuff. So a lot of people might say, oh, well, people, you're misjudging it. It was always sold as a puzzle game. But I remember distinctly what the trailers actually looked like. And and I understand the point, but I was expecting something more in, in the terms of your traditional shooter because that's what they showed. Because yeah. I remember initially it was like, what is this game? What is it going to be? Is it going to be puzzle? Lots of shooting feel like an atmospheric first-person shooter. So I don't think we should be quick to forgive the developers because this is a it's a it's another instance of another trailer misleading people. Uh, Halo 5's one. Oh, I don't I didn't yeah. think that. I, I saw 18 minutes of gameplay on GameSpot's website or on their YouTube channel a year ago, and there was little to no combat in that whole entire gameplay clip. Uh, it was mostly the puzzle stuff, but um, also the trailers. The trailers that, sell the game. The trailers, trailers sell the, the game, game with that weird, grotesque stuff, and they would show some guns reloading. But yeah, I don't know. Um, not mm. not a very conventional game. Are you going to play it, Paris? Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. It's just it was really busy this weekend, so I didn't get a chance yet. So you were up. What were uh, you doing in the weekend? Oh, you up on that? But that was what to say. What are you do? You're doing something special this weekend. Yes, tell tell everybody what you did. 
So uh, kind of funny, um, opened their brand new studio called The Spare Bedroom. So uh, we did a 24-hour stream uh, on Friday the 14th into early, you know, early Saturday morning on the 15th. So I was up in San Francisco for a few days uh, doing that with a whole kind of funny team, special guests coming in as well. And uh, we had a great time. It was, it was really cool. Um, to those that watched the stream, you obviously could see the studio and, and what it looks like. Let me just tell you right now that does not do it justice in, in, in person, um, what they were able to build out and, and create. It's a 5,000 square foot studio. You've, you've seen the, the, the set they have, the lab where they'll be able to do streaming, be it PC, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever the, just everything's there for them. And I'm, I'm so happy for all of them. And, you know, just honored that I was a, a teeny tiny part of, of them being able to do this. So um, it, it was awesome. So if you've not checked out the stream, highly suggest you do. But starting tomorrow, I believe um, you'll see everything that's coming from Kind of Funny will be coming out of that studio from now on. So really happy for them. You had What's some... the modus operandi there? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> now, what were you intending to do there? What's the why then physical space? What are you looking, hoping well, to bring? Well, well, again, kind of funny was was in in their smaller, teeny tiny studio before this one. So before the pandemic, they did everything in person. So they're just basically going back to this. This was already the plan for them to go to the studio before the pandemic happened. And that obviously delayed things. So now they're finally at a place where, you know, they, they've got the studio ready to go and they can go back to doing in-person stuff. The irony of all this is if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would not be a part of kind of funny right now because I would not be in San Francisco to be in person. So it opened up wow. the opportunity for people like myself to uh, do some remote work along with them. So I'll still be on X cast, but uh, I'll 90% of the time I'll be remote still doing it the way that, that I am now, but every now and again, when the opportunity arises, I'll go up there and be in studio as well. So looking forward to that too. Now that's okay. really cool. Yeah, I mean, you've seen some pretty cool things in your career of getting into the games industry and getting hanging out with the, you know, kind of rubbing elbows with some of the people that are, you know, <laughs> talking about games or making games and and do and all these things. I saw you at Fan Fest, and you've just been doing some really cool stuff. So uh, that's why you smile, right? That's, that keeps the smile then, on your face. Well, well, I I smile because I'm I'm just lucky. I mean, it really just comes down to that. I've I've been fortunate enough that. You know, I started podcasting very early on back in 06, you know, doing Uncle Gamer Radio and eventually joining Gamertag Radio, which then led to me doing some stuff with IGN and then kind of funny. And obviously, the, you know, the Xbox opportunities that I've had and other things along the way. It's just dumb luck. Like, like I said, as horrible as the pandemic is and was, um, that was the opportunity for me living where I am to be able to have have a a voice, I guess, so to speak on a, on a bigger stage because I was able to do it remotely to grant me some of these opportunities I've had over the past few years. So I'm, I'm just thankful and blessed. I really am. And, um, it's allowed me to meet people like yourself, be on your show a few times already. And, um, you know, again, I'm just very thankful for it. It, uh, the people get along pretty well in this community, the most of them. And lately, as well, like we're just getting started in the generation. It's already kind of a mess. And you and I were talking pre-show about how there's been a lot of bad news lately, even though there's a lot of good things, like we're already going to be packed with really good games this fall. But I want to, I want Gaz to kind of start us off with this first topic about some of the, uh, the nastiness is coming. Gaz is like, Oh, thank you, Colt for giving me this moment. But, uh, I'll say his name wrong. Uh, Hideki Kamiya. Hideki Kamiya. How about you piece of shit? How many times am I tell you this name? 
we literally spoke an hour before the show. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, oh, yeah, there was a little bit of controversy about um, the Bayonetta 3 actress, uh, how much she's yeah. offered. Well, okay, you know what? So what happened yesterday? And, and we're going to... We'll see if uh, if Paris can be a mediator on the craziness. How about that, Paris? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I want to hear Paris. I want to hear Paris's first. So when you're committed to your stance... I will counter with whatever bull- I don't know what you're going to say. What's your take on this? What's your take on this? Welcome to well, so, reset, reset for the audience what, what yeah. people not, might not have seen what happened on Sunday. A, a day I'll ago, summarize. right? Yeah, yeah. Give us the uh, setup there. Give us the setup. Great. Original Bayonetta voice actress, forgot her name, came on uh, Twitter and released a series of videos where she complained that she was only getting paid $4,000 to complete all her works in Bayonetta 3. She cited how much money that studio or the franchise has netted for that company, and that's how much they're offering her. She went on a rant against uh, the new actor who's very famous, whose name I also forget. Jennifer Hale. Um, Jennifer See, I, Hale. I can get the other names, but you can't get the, uh, you know, whatever. The famous ones, yeah. <laughs> and then basically the internet started on, she started, she asked everyone, to start this movement called Boycott Bayonetta. And it gained traction. Hideki Kimiya came back combative as he is in his personality. Then he suspended his account, and then he's back again. And the internet more, more or less sided with the original lady, whose name I forget again. Apologies. Um, but this is where Paris Lily tells us his take on it. Let's go. What's your take? Be honest. Just be honest. Oh, I'm always on. Always- so <laughs> here, here's my thing on it. Number one, um, I'm slow to this news because just after all the kind of funny stuff, I've, I was just exhausted this weekend. So I was pretty much yeah. offline, but I think I'm caught up enough to form an opinion on it. And I'm, I'm going to take her at, at her word that they offered her $4,000 and maybe there was some back end stuff, but ultimately she was being severely underpaid. So much so that she clearly did not take the role and it was given to Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale is an absolute legend in this industry. And you may I don't know if you've seen her response to this. She's under NDA. So there's only so many things that she can say. But if you read between the lines, she obviously has sympathy for this voice actress. And there's no way in hell they paid Jennifer Hale four thousand dollars. And she took this because clearly her pay scale is a lot higher than that. So it really comes down to taking advantage of 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 a voice talent because you can't that's how i look at this as and when you see and i can't say his name right so you could i'll screw it up too but (laughs) to see his arrogance online this is from platinum games but to see his arrogance online so much so that anyone that would respond to him in english he just would immediately block his just asinine to me number one um so much so this blew up in his face that he had deactivated his account or deleted it or whatever he went completely offline pretty much tells the tale right there treat your treat these voice actors with respect if you didn't want to pay her just say you didn't want to pay her you wanted to go with jennifer hale instead of trying to lowball it so she would just go away you think that's, that's what I happened because i i just wondered if she's like wrong 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 again, wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, again, again. The facts. here we go well no, no again. what holy smokes no, no, let me let me just say this let me say this again if you if you're not gonna pay her you damn sure had to pay Jennifer Hale or she wouldn't do it. 
So it wasn't about money. Well, her you argument want, was it was four thousand dollars, and this is yeah. like a multi-million dollar, or uh, I don't exactly. know how much she said. This franchise has made so much money, and like you're going to offer four thousand to make a third game. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, that oh. and that's where you take it at face value. And now I present oh, to you okay, okay. facts, ladies and gentlemen. These are the voice clips of what she said. This is an interview with. With the lady, I always forget her name. Um, listen to this. Uh, can you hear it? Let me know if you can't. Um, I recorded for four days. Turn it up, wow. Lou. Was that being a one and um, two? Or half, it... half a day each. So four, wait, wait, wait. so four four hour sessions it took me. Took up four hours. She worked for four hours. She's getting paid two hundred and fifty dollars per hour. Oh wow! I you think... you. I swear, being at talk more than that. Turn it up. No, um, I'm very quick, and so is Chris Zimmerman Salter. It was I'm... literally do three lines of each line, and that's it. Um, it's very quick. Her lines were limited to four hour days, four days worth of work. That's two hundred fifty dollars an hour. That is where the context comes in, and that's when you see you hear uh, Miss Hill talk about it. When I read between the lines, I'm thinking, hold on. That's why Hideki Kamiya said I did the same thing. Um, when he said that, it's different. And this is the bit where I took issue with. I now have a new girl voicing her own book. And I love actors. I wish her all the joy in the world. I wish her all the jobs. But she has no right to say she is the voice of Bayonetta. I created that voice. She has. No if you can't hear Gaz's audio very well she's saying that jennifer hill has no right to take over the voice of bayonetta she is the voice of bayonetta and i have to ask paris i I don't i'm not really invested in bayonetta as a series but does she have a lot of voice lines typically in the games and i'm I'm not very invested in in that franchise either so i'm I'm definitely not the person to form an opinion on that and give you give you an educated uh, reason behind that, but I will kind of go back to okay, she did four hours of voice work. That's more than worth the the four K. No, it's not. I, I'll simply say this, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant way. It's just the truth. When I did the Xbox showcase, um, I got paid a lot more than that, and you can't tell me that for yeah, it's you you're you're worth your talent. That's that's Absolutely. the whole thing here, right? Yeah. So. Just because you can't judge it by hours, you have to judge by the work and the significance of the work that you're doing. So a franchise like this, especially especially this is the third iteration of it. And if she's been the voice this entire time, pay her what she's worth. And and if she was getting paid that amount on the previous two, but now she feels she deserves more, pay her. Because I'll say again, there is no way Jennifer Hale did that even if it was four hours for 4k she probably doesn't even get out of the bed for 4k Dude, <laughs> I, you can't tell yeah, me that i don't step into the studio for under 4k you know yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure so gaz well, you got exactly above average uh she ha- she mentioned to the point that she'd been training for years when's the last game she worked on after uh, after being a- but i don't think that matters i don't think that matters if she's been the voice mm-hmm. of that of that franchise pay her what she's worth she's paid $250 an hour. That's above average on what contractor gets paid. You're saying she really that said it took her like, four hours. Like she must have very few. Vo- Is she only doing the combat days, voice lines and there's days. no cutscenes? I'm I, I haven't played Bayonetta since probably 2011. On the there is a theory based on Game Informer's uh, article where they're suggesting that because they're entering into this multiverse kind of 
I don't know, no spoilers. I haven't played it. So this original actress is supposed to come in as in, in a universe like that. I don't know. We haven't played the game. Uh, but that's the... I get it that you're always... Someone said, Gaz is always anti-worker. No, there's all... I do believe there's always two sides to the coin. Now, you you say, Paris, based compa- compared to what you did for Xbox, they paid better. But generally, and based off contracted rates for actors... That's are still above average. That's that's still full. I, I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. And I'm just going to respectfully disagree that we're in an eight. I would not do that for four grand. Let's put it that way. And I'm not a trained voice actor. If they came to me and said, well, we want to pay you four grand to do that for four hours. I would say, absolutely not. I'm worth more than that to do that for a game of that magnitude. The millions of people that are going to play the lead that of the game. I don't. Exactly. I don't care how many hours it is. It's not about the hours that I did. It is. I am the lead voice on that game. Pay me what I'm worth. Again, I will go back to who they replaced her with. She is the definitive female voice in gaming. There's no way she did that for 4K. Is, no way. is there a story that we're not hearing that she took the 4,000 and said, no, I want 40,000? And that's what I'm saying. That's the context that's missing here. We we simply don't know that. We I, I can only take her by what she said. And clearly, there's something there enough so much so that uh, Homeboy had to delete his account over it. <laughs> How much would you take to do it, guys? Mate, listen, in the real world, like I wouldn't go on the internet <laughs> as a com- complaining and then try and put the new actress under the bus by saying that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a bad look. Like in a professional world, you don't get the job. You take the makeup set, fine. But then you coming ahead and launching uh, a movement to boycott Bayonetta. What about all the other people that worked on the game? You don't give a damn about them? Because that's what Hale said. They're, don't. And that part I agree with. That part I agree with. I don't think you need to completely boycott the game. But I do think she she has a right to voice that, hey, I'm not doing this because you tried to severely underpay me for this role. Wow. Like it happens all the time. I have like grievances in my employer. I, if she is vexed at this, she would love to hear my horror stories. This is not like the oppression Olympics, but it's happened to me. But what I wouldn't do is that in a professional realm where the last game you worked on was in 2014 and you make this picture about you've been training day in and day out for this role, but you haven't done anything for eight years. She's massaging her vocal cords. And you throw the studio under the bus because that's well, what you did. You, let me ask you this. Game. Let me ask you this question then, and, and I'm stealing this from the chat. As an example, Steve Downs on Halo 3, mm-hmm. do you think they, they oh, were Steve, we're going to pay you 4K? Because the amount no, of. No, no, Troy Baker for, wouldn't. You know. so I won't take it. I won't take it. Well, I, I think she's it. getting upset. I don't blame her for being upset because she doesn't have the market and the, the brand power that Troy Baker does, Jennifer Hale, or, um, oh my gosh, uh, Nathan Drake's voice. I'm blanking on it. Anyway, those, they're so... Why can't I remember it? Uh, they're so famous, and they demand... Well, I don't step into the studio for under this amount, you know? And that happens. That's and she, demand. You don't even know her name. I don't even... I've never heard of her before. I don't know her name. She's not exactly. She's not a marquee voice actress to, to most of us. And I think that Hideki Kamaya... Did I say it right? Kamiya, you f- <laughs> <laughs> Hedick, Hedick, whatever his name. I think that he, uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. No, but he was, he was really upset because this is his, this is 
his this is his game. character I can't get back yeah. by, behind, by the way. I mean, that the guy, guy looked, is yeah. really eccentric, and he the, his take, like you, Paris, you mentioned, like, oh, if you don't speak English, you know my rules. Oh, who the flip are you to literally chat like that? It's almost like Paris Lily telling me not to do console warring. Almost as bad. <laughs> almost as bad. This console but, warring is dumb. I will tell no, you that to not. your face. Yes, I it bring is. It, it I give pleasure, <laughs> but pleasure wait, to people. Wait. But it's satire's fun. It's dumb. When I see you, E3, we're fighting. It, Listen. But it, it, if it's dumb, but is it ever fun? No, I'm just no, kidding. No. <laughs> it is. People will comment. They say, I was having a shit week. You finally put a smile on my face. That alone is enough. You cannot gatekeep that. Listen, this is like Dave Chappelle. You can't stop Dave Chappelle. He talks about all kinds of serious things. It's bringing just light to this industry and corporations listen you played cyberpunk you don't want to be a corpo like little dog this is the street kids out <laughs> here we use... out in the streets and i bring the streets to the internet it is it's how i was born it's how i take pleasure it's a meta game and I enjoy that i don't know how we got to this topic but back to the topic at hand what i want to say is this listen chat i'm not anti-worker but do you think it's disproportionate to ask for the whole game to be boycotted? Start a movement because you are getting a bad oh, that's deal. True. Yeah, I that's would never true. have that hubris to undermine the whole studio's work comprising of a hundred staff, even if it's my legacy that formed or was integral to this game. But, but we live in a world, guys. We live selfish. in a world where everyone has the ammo, like everything is already primed and ready to just blast everyone on the internet. She knew that when she put that up on Twitter, that it would spread like wildfire. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in the nineties, you couldn't do that. You know, you wrote a letter to your Senator and now people can just put out a tweet. And some of the stuff we're going to talk about today has to do with other developers saying, here's my opinion. And then their employers are going, uh, no, no, <laughs> but we're, we're going to get in that in just a second. There's a couple of people that are nice enough to send us, uh, some super chat questions and comments, even though the show completely uh, died and we had to restream. But Dave web, Dave says Colt brings the fire topics. Gaz brings the sauce. Thank you. Uh, outbreak podcast, Dave. And, uh, Flame's got one that we're going to get to is next. He says, it was Gotham Knights running the audio this time. Uh, we're going to talk about Gotham Knights. Uh, you don't says new stream. Therefore I like a new tap smash or squishy, Scornish poke. Oh, gross. Gabe's got some gross stuff in it. One of the clips I showed right before the end, before I stopped it, was something wraps around your body and rips or something. And I was like, oh. yeah, it's gross. Hargeet Johnny, thank you so much for the super. He says, talk about a false start. Oh, Hargeet. Risk it for the biscuit. Thank you so much for this one. He says, this is why I don't want a new scale bound. The man calls people insects if they don't speak to him in Japanese. I will never buy another platinum game again. And platinum's been hit or miss, but... um. His attitude, like the some of the interactions with Phil about Scalebound has been... What, what's your take on Scalebound, uh, Paris? Are you like, please bring it back? Or you're like, what's done no. is done. No, what's what's done is done. It's just time to move on from that stuff. I, I get in trouble with uh, the whole bring back old IPs and remakes thing. So I'll, I'll be careful what I say, but nah, <laughs> I don't, I just, I just think uh, you don't have like a, you don't have like that one special game that needs to come back like from the grave. Well, Banjo Kazooie. I'll say oh, that every time. That's, that's literally the only one I care about. <laughs> Other than that, whatever. <laughs> like, like as an example, um, this the Splinter Cell remake that they're doing. Why mm -hmm. remake it? Just make a new damn Splinter Cell, please. Yeah. That's why the director left. He's like, I don't want to do a remake. Give me. He didn't say that, but I, 
I just I would rather new IPs, new IPs, new experiences versus remaking something I've already played 10, 15 years ago. Why? It's like everyone wants the Splinter Cell game. Like, why can't you just make the next thing? I don't get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, sometimes I wonder about Ubisoft. I love them. I love them a lot. They're great. Uh, Hari Chani has another one. He says, do we know how much voice acting is needed in Bayonetta 3? It's a Nintendo game, so I don't expect a lot. Maybe it's low. Maybe this is normal. Uh, I kind of, that's kind of where we were sitting, uh, the three of us a little bit. Like you have to wonder if it was four hours, if she banged this out in four hours, um, assessing the value of that is, is going to be tricky. There's going to be no more nuanced, like a Bayonetta's reach, how important her voice acting is. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't even notice in the trailer I was playing for Bayonetta that the voice actor changed, how definitive that is. But ultimately I'm of course for pay staff the right yeah. money. I just don't like the sure. way she took her. Took it yeah, on. Pl- so someone in chat's crying about it. It's like, you're so anti-worker. You wouldn't understand the nuance of this stuff if it slapped him in the face. Go talk but, to human resources. Right, no, next, no next they time. just put people on blast. Hargit also says, I don't think Bayonetta 1 and 2 made as much as she said. The first one sold about $2 million, The second, $1.3 million. But, I mean, how much money it made? That was with copies. That might be a big difference. Uh, Red Wolf says, legendary start, guys. Thanks a lot, Red Wolf. He said, regardless of frame rate, when it comes to Gotham Knights, you guys still plan on playing it? I'm a huge DC fan, so I'm biased. P.S. Sorry, I missed the hangout again. Yeah, we hung out the other night on Xbox. Paris, we're going to talk about this uh, about this Gotham Knights thing, and I'm going to show some footage while we do this. I just have to scrub forward to uh, the stuff that gets past this uh He's like, oh, Colt's going to mess with the things, which means it's not going to work. Um, I want to talk. I want to hear your initial thoughts of this Gotham Knights like sure. outcry. I mean, people are not happy. So take, 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 take the reins. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying to be careful here. Hold on a second. <laughs> well, careful. Go to gas first and come back to me. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Hold I can on. respect that. Um, the, the Gotham Knights, I'll, I'll set it up for Gaz. Gotham Knights is dead set at 30 FPS. They've made choices. Gaz, you've dug into this. They have reasons. Maybe you can recount what their reasons were and take it from there. Um, I don't know what their reasons are for. I think ultimately they're saying the design de- decisions dictate the frames, but all, I think almost unanimous. I find it funny that console gamers are finally like almost resolute on this. Oh, no pun intended. Well, it's not resolution, it's frame rate. But it's like, we need 60 FPS or death. So I find that funny. Like, oh, you finally realize it after all those years of of tolerating 30. Uh, but at the, at the same time, I completely understand the disappointment because you bought these next-gen consoles. Finally, we have a one of very few games that are next-gen only. We celebrated the fact and gave respect to the studio to say, hey, well done for make, taking the risk in... Where, where console shortages are uh, are everywhere, you're taking the bold step, according to their words, to leverage the true power of next-gen consoles and release this game. And then it runs at 30 frames and doesn't even have additional m- performance modes. And uh, people are generally vexed because they're used to 60 frames. And it's some people say, oh, you can't even notice it with their eye. I don't, I don't even want to talk about those people. But generally, I think it's a massive L. And it also signifies the importance of 60 frames now in the console market. How much of that is core gamer sentiment and whether the masses will care, that remains to be seen. But with some rumblings of 
Plague's Tale running at 30. I think someone was sharing on, the, on Twitter was going on. That's confirmed to be 30 or 40. Yes. In, yeah. With FSR or uh, whatever. With uh, thingy. Uh, it's then that would be a warning sign. Like we, how, how are the, the we've always had the impression that the hardware has never been utilized because of this cross-gen transition period. But we're still contending with 30 frames on a next-gen only game. Like, is this is this what we're going to expect? And I don't want that to be the case. I think the developers committed to uh, a vision that technically has resulted in this. And I saw the mm-hmm. blasting of the Series S thrown by one art director under the bus and that gained traction. And I don't think it's a Series S problem. I really don't. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to read that quote from a developer to Paris since he probably missed a lot of this debacle yesterday while he was um, traveling and enjoying real life with uh, with his kind of funny team. Paris, this is what a developer said that works for Rocksteady that's working on the Suicide Squad game, not Gotham Knights, which Suicide Squad is shown at 60 frames in this video later on in the stream. I'll show it. He says, quote, I wish gamers understood what 60 FPS means in terms of all the things they lose to make the game run that fast, especially taking into account that we have current gen console that is not much better than the last one. And there mm. was a crap storm. Um, I don't, I did I don't see know that. I did see that. And unfortunate, um, poor choice of words by him. Obviously, he's deactivated or deleted his account at this point just from the S storm that came out of all of this. <laughs> I'm not a developer. I'm not smart enough to be a developer. So I will never sit okay. here and just debunk anything that a developer is saying, because I simply don't know, but being a PC gamer and understanding how PC gaming works. Okay. Even if the S can't hit 60, let's just say it can't okay. can't hit okay. 60. Fine. Why it? Why is the Series X and more specifically the PS5 being punished for that? That's what doesn't make sense to me in all of this. And maybe a developer would need to hold my hand and make me understand why. But yeah. it would seem to me again. Let's go with this analogy. All right, because of the S, we can't put the X at at sixty for whatever Xbox parity. Right? Fine. That has nothing to do with the PlayStation Five. So sure, yeah. why are we not seeing the PlayStation five hit that performance? I am being careful what I say. I would assume that the PC version can hit 60 frames, right? So it's not universal across the board. So the way that he basically just dumped all of that, well, we're just going to blame this one piece of hardware for the reason no, none of these consoles can hit 60 frames and why we can't have a performance mode does seem disingenuous and especially since as he said he's not at warner brothers montreal so he does not understand the inner workings of what happened there he's making a huge assumption in that Mm -hmm. standpoint which which is unfortunate which is why we we've seen you know all the comments that we've seen come out and you know he's had to deactivate his account i've seen enough with just just me personally gaming i could be wrong again i'm not a developer but i've seen enough with the series s that I don't think the Series S is a bottleneck. I, I You've had Jason Ronald on. I've had Jason mm-hmm. Ronald on. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this specifically. The S and the X have the same exact CPU. That is huge when it comes to developing. Yeah, it might be a pain in the butt developing for the S. But yeah. to say that the S can't 
at 10, at, we've already seen it. 1080p 60. The S can do that versus its big brother where you're saying, all right, 4K 60 performance modes, all that cyberpunk. The one that no one thought was going to be able to be able to, to hit 60 frames on the S. Guess what? Does 60 frames on the S. So it's like I, I see that it's it's unfortunate. Obviously, Plague's Tale, we're seeing something similar come out with that as well on the console. Now, that I, I have been playing on PC. I can say that because um, I was able to review it as part of the 4090 review that I did. And on the PC, hell, I'm doing like 150, 180 frames per second at 4K, right? <laughs> yeah, and a $4,000 right. PC. But yeah, sure. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But But that actually goes to the point that, all right, if that's doing that, why aren't the X and the PS5 doing at least some type of performance mode 1440p at 60 something what why is this not happening i again i would love to have a developer hold my hand and explain to me in very simple terms why they're having those issues because and i tweeted this out earlier and mm-hmm. not in a disrespectful way more as a i would love to have the conversation way it seems to me 60 frame per second performance mode should be a baseline Yes. With ne- with next gen only games. If you're not including the PS4 or the Xbox yeah. One, we should have some type of performance mode. We've clearly been seeing that with a lot of first party PlayStation. Especially 5 the cross games. generation stuff. Even when exactly. you say even when you say leaving out the PS4 and the Xbox One, we see a bunch of these games that run in performance mode where when you're on the X or the PS5, you're getting that Xbox One X experience at sixty frames instead of thirty, right? Mm-hmm. And um there's a lot to it because you know, Paris, you play a lot on PC, and Gaz and I, we mess around with our PCs. And if you had a 2060 and you had a, like I, a can Ryzen I pause, 5. Can I, pause, can I pause you really quick? Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to say this because I want to be very clear on this because this is a comment I see a lot. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it bothers me. I know where you're going. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I see a comment in the chat that basically the developers are lazy and refuse to put into work. Thank That's you. BS. That is Thank a thousand you. percent BS. It, again, I am not smart enough to do this, and I'm going to make a wild assumption that 99.9% of the people in this chat are not smart enough to do the work that they're doing either. So I can't even get a show running with the mics working. So. <laughs> exactly. There's so what accountants say they are lazy, but yeah. I believe yeah. it. <laughs> there are a lot of variables that go into, and there are a lot of decisions that are made above a developer's pay grade, why certain decisions are made, why they can't do certain things. True. But to basically yeah. sit here and say that they're lazy is very disrespectful to them I, uh, they, I mean, they base, it, it's yeah. literally their job they get paid to do this they do it because they love to do it they're not they oh, also half-ass this they also want their game to look and run exactly. well because the it's their art yeah exactly. they can do a bad job and ultimately it could be the case that they've done a bad job in deciding the technical well priorities here because it will ultimately the gamers will decide that we're saying it here should be 60 frames it should be a performance mode. So lazy or not, uh, it's more a case of bad decision making. Uh, you prioritize whatever it is for your co-op or whatever scaling or whatever the technical issue is. Ultimately, you made the wrong decision, whether it was management or developers as in you know, congruence with each other because developers will build the game. I, I I completely understand that gamers are very quick to attack developers and say lazy this and that, and it's very disingenuous. They don't appreciate the time it takes to build these and the passion and the craft. That's there was also the... with you. At the same time, be careful, in my, in my opinion, about also holding them in this 
pedestal that they're completely exonerated from any uh, kind of critique because yeah. you know we, we need to know. But this is it's to, that developer to be human yesterday. That's all. That's all I want to say. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that develop uh, like you're saying. Yeah, that developer has said that if you're not a developer, you shouldn't criticize other developers, and he disabled his account. And I, I, par- I partially agree so with bad. them, but I partially agree no, with no, them, no. right? Like you can't, you know, you don't know how to do graphic design, so how you tell me? But it doesn't really work that way. And when you make a statement like that, it's a total like crap grenade, right? So the guy yeah, no, the got crap grenade was one of the statements he said. Paris, you'll love this. He said, "Well, sixty-eight dollars equates to this. Pay us more." That. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, man. and, and that again, like- that's that's where he he took it too far. It was like yeah. now you're basically going after your customers basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying exactly. your customers need to give you more money. That that was too much. Yeah. 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 So I one of the things, kind of sorry, well, so I'm sorry, guys. One of the things that I wanted to say about the PC um, before Paris covered the lazy thing, which we're all in agreement. Like it, it's a cheap cop out to say that they're lazy, but on a PC, the, the best part about a PC guys is that if you have, if you have a PC build, you can lower whatever myriad of 20 to 15 yeah. settings. Right. There's there's about 15 to 20 settings that you can lower at your leisure and you can get and lock it at 60 or you can push whatever frame rate you want. You can't do that on a console, obviously. But the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, Joe uh, Waterake 32 down the road, who's got a PC build, he doesn't have to admit to you that he's running low shadows. He's running low texture filtering or he's running other low settings or he's running. He's a, maybe he's under 1440p. You know, and he's getting 60 FPS on a new game that's not optimized super great for a PC. He never has to tell you that. But the console, they have to take the they have to take the XDK, the kit, or the PS5 kit or whatever, and they have to get the best they can get out of it. Now, one of the problems we're seeing, Paris, is that FSR, VRS, RDNA2, Velocity Architecture, blah, 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 PR speak, PR speak, is not even being utilized in the developer kit yet so we're already seeing 30 frames games uh if you're only on console and you have to wonder are the games getting more advanced where's the new engine stuff where is the rdna2 stuff in the dev kit do you have an opinion on that because that's kind of part I, of the I, mess I, I i do and i and i'll put it this way if starfield comes out in oh no early to, or 2023 in mid to early 2023 don't say it Oh, I have to say it because this is, this is my opinion, and I'm curious what you both think. If it's 30 frames per second, I will be very disappointed. Not that you can't have a 30 frames per second mode, but there should be a 60 frames per second mode for Starfield on an Xbox Series X at minimum. Yes. If, if, if there isn't, I will be disappointed. And, and look, I am most likely going to play Starfield on a PC, so that's not going to be an issue for me. But when you think the majority of people that are going to play a game like Starfield, which is looking to most likely be the flagship title for Xbox in 2023, if that's a 30 frames per second game, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, now we're supposed to be into this next generation of games. Like, Look, we know Forza and stuff like that's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But Starfield, 
there needs to be a 60 frames per second mode in that game or 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 it will be disappointing to me if if there isn't and if there isn't one Todd Howard and those guys need to sit down and explain why it's as simple as that tell me why you couldn't hit 60 frames why that was an impossibility with your current engine on on this console you're not developing for the ps5 you're strictly developing for an xbox console and the pc why Mm -hmm. are you unable to hit 60 frames at that point that's the way i look at it as we get into this next phase of of gaming of of games that are coming out hellblade as an example would be another one perfect dark things like that redfall obviously is going to be a big one with the online co-op that's coming so i want to see 60 frames i think we're at a stage now with the hardware should be able to hit that baseline. If it's not, it's like, what are we doing? We've literally been doing 30 frames now for the last, what, 20, 30 years. It's like, we should get to a point. I'm, and, and I could be misquoting this, but I feel like Phil Spencer himself has said this on a stage somewhere talking about yeah, 60 frames. Yeah, and Aaron Greenberg has said yeah. you know, 60 frames is a baseline, and it should be. Yeah. Uh, gas dropped out, so we're kind of split. Our, my face is split, but hey. <laughs> I get two, but that's okay. I'm not even gonna mess with it. I've de- I dealt with enough today, and he'll be right back. But um, I, I'm kind of, I'm with you, Paris, because I have this sneaking suspicion that it could come out 30 frames. Todd Howard has said on a couple occasions that he prefers 30 FPS. Oh, I get it. I get that. And and because I see the chat going, well, they never said that. I'm not saying they did. I'm saying for me, you're, you're, I'm giving you my opinion mm-hmm. that. You can do Todd Howard can have his 30 frames per second all he wants. That can be a mode in the game, but maybe I don't want that. Maybe I want to have a 60 frames per second mode on the console because I know I'm going to have it on my PC, whereas yeah. I'm most likely going to play. That's all I'm saying. Give me the choice, give me the option. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Gaz, what do you think? What's your prediction? We'll get back into. We'll get back into Gotham Knights. That's weird. That oh, I went back here and it restarted the, the gameplay. I'll get that. What's your opinion on uh, Starfield? Before we get back into Gotham, do you think it's going to be thirty frames when it launches, or do you think everything's going to be okay? Oh, I don't know about thirty, but I think it's going to be a very sketchy post thirty, like forty or something. I the game mm. Starfield is a kind of game where. I don't want to seem like I'm giving it a cop out because I I'm not. I'm just thinking in my head as I say this. I respect what Todd Howard and the team are doing with Starfield, a game that's so systematic, built on these subsystems, built something that's traditional story, deep with these massive worlds. Where the I would be a little bit more forgiving if it's sub sixty. But at the Ouch. same time, I would be annoyed. I would be annoyed if it's sketchy performance. I was um, asking. I don't think it should be, shouldn't be an excuse for that, for that, for that, for that game. Yeah, I I agree with that too. But I was asking somebody about like what what about this game? I I, I was yelling at Randall Thor nineteen. I love to yell at Rand, and I was like, Rand, you can't have it both ways because he was like, Colt, it's going to be thirty FPS. And and I said, Rand, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the fanboy saying Starfield doesn't look next gen, but Starfield's too demanding to run at sixty. It doesn't. You, I don't think you get it both ways. But they do yeah. talk about how much interaction you could pick up everything and move it. We did all this stuff in Skyrim and Before, Fallout Three yeah. and Four. Yeah, I right? don't follow that. No. So he thinks that the game was running on a high end PC on that showcase in June, Paris, and he thinks that it was running at the highest fidelity to, so it could look as good as it could possibly look. Yeah. And it was running I'm at sure 30 FPS. 
But I also thought before I get before I give you the reply, I also thought maybe he's like leave it at thirty because it looks you kind of get these interstellar vibes when you see it. You get that whole filmic thing, right? Uh, I don't know. What do you think about creation? Yeah, it's a thing. By the way, people always laugh at it. I think it's a thing, but I also think there's pressure on the Xbox Series X to back up all the words about the most powerful console. And that's my point. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I was about to say. But so, Harrison and I agree. It just feels uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really I just uncomfortable. don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me read a couple I, I have nothing against you, Paris. I just like screaming the source. The one time you gave me a speech on Twitter, I was like, that's it. We're enemies now. Uh, I know you. Cole told me you're a nice guy. He met you at E3, and I, I trust him. That's fine. But I did tell him, Paris, that if he yin comes and yang. to E3, we are very yin and yang. <laughs> I told him that if he comes, if he comes to E three, that you get to put him in a chokehold in front of everybody. No, and I will. I hundred percent will. I hundred percent will. <laughs> well, let, let, let me say this real quick. I know we're, we're joking around and it's it's all fun, but let me just say this real quick about about the console war stuff because I, I do remember the tweet. And honestly, I probably should apologize to you. I never. No, you don't need to apologize. I never should have said that in public, but. I, I'm just at a point where I, I don't like engaging in that stuff because it always just turns so toxic. And I understand that, hey, it can be fun to do it, but it always it seems to turn toxic. And I don't know if you saw what I had to post last oh week where literally a person took it so far that oh. it, it got into just straight up harassment. And that's why I try yeah. to avoid it. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all. But and I get and look, and you and yeah, yeah, I have yeah, fun. I'll stay out of it. I might get stabbed, but that's part of the sort. <laughs> but I will say on to that point, you may have not seen it, but everyone, including myself, unanimously came out in sport. In fact, in as a result of your that stupid DM of that psychopath, like we even connected with the PlayStation fanboys. I did anyway. We were like, yo, this is bad. That guy's a loser. We don't agree with Paris's takes because he likes giving me <laughs> speeches on the Twitter, but but that's not cool. Uh, so there, you're right. And I completely agree with you. It spills out very quickly. And personally, it has. It's like been personal attacks with people like you really like. But he's not even listening. He's fucking waving. No, I am, I am listening <laughs> to you. I, my, 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 my office is, is like in the front of my house. And my neighbor just waving me. That's it. We're turning this into a rave. It's a rave time. No. That's it. It's about to go crazy. Paris's neighbor walked by waving a PS5 and goes, Yeah, better. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I mean, and, and to be fair, audience, you know, Gaz, Gaz is just, he's an up and coming new star, uh, and he hasn't had as many, hasn't had many Killing death threats. Uh, the horrible things that people have taken my picture and put on in really weird uh, situations. I've got that threat. Yeah. It's unfun. It's unfun. Let me read a couple of supers before we. Before we <laughs> before we get in any more trouble, uh, Hargit Chani says, uh, "Thanks, Gaz. I've been waiting for the empirical evidence to come out. She's being paid fairly. Much to do about nothing. We've moved on from the uh, bayonetta thing." Thank you, Hargit. Yes. Uh, KY Bob says, "Hey guys, together will get destroyed on the internet." By the way, they're like anti-worker everything, but I don't care. I don't care because it comes from the heart. I am also saying, as a lawyer, I need to see both sides. Please. Just don't parrot. I get it. Empathy, good. Everybody loves to like regurgitate out what they heard somebody else say. Yeah. Yeah. KY Bob says, hey guys, Cole. I'm a softie at heart. I'm a softie at heart. Yes, he is. I will cry when I watch movies. I'll cry. When I meet Paris, I'll cry because he punched me. But 
It is. It is. Why it is. People you need do, to. You know, he's three know. feet taller than you guys. Three feet. <laughs> uh, KY Bob says, hey, guys, Cold is awesome friend. Gaz is a beast in Halo. And Paris is a community icon. Huge shout out to the Ecstasy crew. Gotham Knights is filmic. We're still watching Gotham Knights as we go on here. Uh, Noof Newcomb says, the console wars are fun only because it brings out stupid people. And stupid people are funny. <laughs> yeah, some of it could be funny. Yes, I know. But um, when Paris I said, love- if when you stay away from it, you don't get the threats. I, I went through a spell where I kind of stayed away from that stuff. And... Sometimes it still comes in. Sucks. No, uh, it, so- does. it does, unfortunately, but not as much. Yeah. I mean, you get it. I, I have a reputation anyway, but. Assassin Why have you says, retired? It's life. You need some spice in your life, man. This is like. I don't get Sometimes it. you need some entertainment and you'll go for the cheap shot. Sure. Assassin says, if you want to get 30 FPS in real it. life, just splash some water in your eyes and spin your head left or right and tell me if 30 FPS is worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I can't wait to play Plague's Tale at 30 to 40 FPS. Bob LaPaul says, A Plague's Tale Requiem only tops out at 40, and that's not even at 4K. No one complained about that. Seems like a double standard. No, Bob, they are complaining about it because these consoles um, should be doing a little bit more, but uh, Rand's been playing the game. He just finished it. He says it's one of the best-looking games he's played in a long time. You're really going to enjoy how the game looks, uh, but not so much it feels. Mr. Nichols says, Starfield was built on an old engine. Well, it's built on Creation Engine, but it's Creation Engine 2. There's a lot more. I've dug into a videos. I don't know if you care about that stuff, Paris, if you looked in the engine. That engine, they just no, kind of I've, I've, I've even seen your video, like the one that you did where you you basically sped it up to 60, as yeah. an example, right? Yeah. So, but, but I guess that's kind of my point. When are we going to get to the point in gaming with these flagship titles where oh, it's on an old engine is an excuse. We, yeah. we have to get past the excuse phase of it. And again, if, if Starfield's going to be 30, get out in front of it and say it now. 30, that's what it's going to be. We're not going to have a 60 mode. Let, give people time to let it sink in. Don't last minute the week before it launches. Oh, by the way, yeah, it's just only going to be 30 frames. I think that's that, what's going to happen. No, no, no. Well, but you're, right, you're a very good point there. Actually, I haven't heard that before. That the way how late in the day that was announced that is egregious i actually didn't even consider because when is that coming out that's good gotham knights coming out when what 21st or something so is it this week end of this week something like that yeah that's not good actually i didn't clock that that's actually pretty bad in my opinion lack of transparency whereas god of war they're they're giving it out to everyone already review copies tremendous confidence in this game yeah two two weeks or so uh until it's out and they're ready to rock yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, let me make sure that we're still we got this Gotham. Oh yeah, I put in uh, I put in some Suicide Squad here because the game looks completely more amazing than Gotham Knights. But I I also have some Batman Arkham footage to show after this because one of the other things that people are saying a lot, Paris, is that how could they do this at thirty frames when the game doesn't look as good as Batman Arkham Knight? And I'm about to show you guys some footage when it gets uh, rolls up here of Arkham Knight on Xbox One, I don't think it looks good. I think it looks really rough. And uh, everybody disagrees with me. I don't know if you played it on Xbox back in the day, Paris. Arkham Knight was the one on the Xbox One. No, I, I did. Um, I actually played it on PC, and I don't know if you remember all the issues they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't PC run. Before it found it, yeah. But I, I, I thought part of the reason what Gotham Knights was, they were, they were blaming it on or, or saying the reason is, because they're doing untethered co-op mm-hmm. and that's that's why it's limited to 30 versus 60 which okay fine but still 
didn't you know this a while ago? You should have told us this a while ago. That That's just kind of my thing. Yeah, and we've also had a bunch of games, guys, that have been shown at 30 the whole time, like during the year or two up into up until launch. And everyone's like, is it 60 or not? Is it 60? And no one will, no one will speak up. And then the game launches and it's 60 on the Series X and PS5. So what, what do you think? You think that, uh, what, do you agree with Paris? You think that they're going to just not talk about Starfield and just drop it as is? Or are they going to uh, answer that question? It's a very good point. And I don't know what they will do that. It depends. But ultimately, the position should be what we should expect. The messaging, Microsoft prides itself on being openly transparent. And by by extension, its new studios should adopt that independent, I know, but they should adopt that approach. And Todd Howard has actually came out in that, says, we are listening. He says, we are aware, we are listening. That was one of the prominent messages in, in part of that Vidoc or interview mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So if you are listening, then you know, like front and center, one of the things is the choppy performance. So you can't ignore it. And if you stealth drop it like Gotham Knights, you're going to get fully flambéed on the internet. And I'll be there at the front because I'm a obviously a petty man. <laughs> well, somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to find out two weeks before the game launches, whatever game it is, right? So somebody yeah. always finds out. Somebody gets a hold of it. Um Somebody was telling me behind the scenes about Plague's Tale. And so I said something like, you know, I wouldn't be so sure, you know, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to um, share their information, but it's kind of how they've been doing it lately. The developers don't speak up about specifics about performance. People used to ask about, is it going to be 4K? And they don't want to talk about it. And then you get some devs like the uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider dev that said, we're going to be hitting 4K and 60. And then everyone's like dissecting. What does that mean? Is it going to be 4K at 30? And then a 1080p 60 <sighs> mode. And it goes on and on. <clears throat> but See, uh, this is the thing. I do have sympathy for devs there because it's like you're almost pressurized to give statements at the time. But yeah. Like we all profess here not to be devs. Development is hard. I think gamers, especially particularly myself, I'm quite harsh critic, I think. But if you take that and the side, gamers often don't take time to appreciate the difficulties that devs face wholesale throughout architecture, all of that. And I think that also stifles discourse, honestly, because people won't take it because people will laser focus on one sentiment, perhaps not take out the whole. So you know, it's a bit complicated like that. So you know, even the, like sometimes you'll be paralyzed in fear of what to say uh, mm-hmm. to, to gamers because they'll be they'll focus on it or not even listen and take it completely wrong anyway. Even though you're saying the opposite, countless uh, uh, examples of that kind of stuff happening. So yeah, we yeah, live in the gotcha yeah. moments for sure. Yudona uh, Kizada dropped a ten dollar gift card. He said, "Buy two a uh, ten dollar gift card to buy seventy dollar games." <laughs> Well, he dropped a code there anyway. That's pretty cool of him. Selfish Burrito says, hey, PlayStation newscast better. Just kidding. Love the show, guys. Love from Ireland. I would love to go to Ireland. Selfish Burrito, thank you so much for the super. Paris, I got to ask you about this super spicy console war tweet from Xbox uh, a few days ago about the Snickers uh, candy open. And it said, PlayStation better on the inside. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And because it really just comes down to this. Number one, bravo for Xbox stating the obvious, but you see it every time. <laughs> Something that has absolutely nothing to do with PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or anything else. It can be Xbox specific. You always got these people that it is their life's mission to come in there and just tell you how something else is better. And more specifically, how PlayStation is better. Okay, great. Now what? 
I mean, aren't you one of them, Paris? Better. Like when someone shows like the new Dodge Challenger, you you go in there and immediately say Tesla better. No, absolutely no. <laughs> No, why, again, why? Why would I do something like that? I do see that. I do see that when I see posts on on social media for like a car ad or a cool truck, and there's always like 19 comments. Tesla, Tesla's way better. No Tesla, you know, over and over. Come and on. Then there's people like me redressing the balance <laughs> for Xbox and often sometimes PlayStation. See, I'm doing the Lord's work. Why can't you recognize me? Hold me close to your bosom, Paris. <laughs> recognize. My value, oh, Paris. Why? He's only this big. almost he's fun size. Five foot almost. <laughs> um, what, what was your take on the Snickers uh, PlayStation Better thing, guys? Well, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the reactions it generated. A piece of chocolate caused so much salt, so much salt, and I loved. It. I savor on the suffering of human beings. No, no, I don't. But I'm um, just saying, it's just kind of. It was funny that the reactions from that camp validated the original tweet from Xbox. I'm under no illusions about Microsoft's propensity to console war. We've had Peter Moore actually come out and say they encouraged the console wars. How do you deal with that, Paris? They encouraged, encouraged. Peter Moore said he encouraged the console war, the rivalry. You get the, the dark side of it. You get the harassment. None of that is good. But the beef, the passion, you cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. It's human nature. We were designed by to God be tribalistic. to be these creatures. No, it's true. Like, okay, well, it depends on religious views, but that's how we were made. No, it's, no, no. There's, a, there's a whole tribalism with sports. Like, Paris, I don't know if you follow. You, you're a big football guy, not so much baseball. Baseball season. Oh, no, I'm a baseball guy. Go Padres. Oh my gosh, I forgot. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I sat and watched a uh, six and a half hour Mariners game or and 18 innings, but uh, people were pretty good. People were pretty nice. But it, I mean, it's in our very nature to be tribalistic about our favorite brand or our favorite team, our favorite food. Shut up, Gaz. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at this Suicide Squad gameplay and um, not a big fan of this franchise, but the game looks so good. Uh, have, have you been keeping an eye on this one, Paris? Sorta, sorta. I mean, how's it looking? Come on, you're gonna be the shark. You're gonna be the shark from day one, right? What? What do you? Are, do you like this? Know what game you think talking is, about? Uh, yeah, we, we got Suicide Squad up, um, where you play a shark man, uh, some uh, Irish guy. I don't even know who he is. I don't know these characters. No, but, and, but let me let me let me put it this way: I don't believe anything with that game until I actually see real gameplay. It's oh, okay. on the screen right now. It's not well, really there's little, there's oh, like a minute on, of gameplay. Game that's my point. Okay. That's my point. It, it's too much sizzle really stuff for me. Yeah. When I see an actual walkthrough gameplay, like this is the game, then I'll believe it. Okay, here's, um, you're about to see why. Arkham Knight on Xbox One, which runs at like 900p. The rain makes it really difficult to see. Um, this is what the game looks like. And everyone's like, how could... I, I'm not quite sure if uh, Arkham Knight oh looks better than. What do you think, guys? On Gotham Knight, look at it. That looks more next gen than Gotham Knight. I'm not even being a prick. Look, come on, put them side by side. Like art style. Like I guess you'll get artifacts and special textures, but does it even look it? I mean, chat. Be honest with me. Cole, do a poll. What looks better? 
This looks way right. better. Atmospheric art style. Well, I know I'm people are going to go side to Arkham Knight because they freaking love the game. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> no, but the visual, just purely visuals. I know you have to peel away the art style element of it as well because that's... Well, they actually share similar art styles, darker kind of thing. This looks... Why does this look much better? Why is Gotham Knights next-gen only when it looks decided it looks well literally resolutely i think we know why i think we know why because if they can only hit 30 frames on the ps5 and the series x and my god what are they doing on the xbox one and you know the ps4 that's true that's true i mean like two frames on the whole gen hardware it's the way they built that game paris you're actually right their whole spiel about leveraging power that whole spiel about leveraging next gen power was complete nonsense because the way they built this game and ray tracing implementation into it meant that they focused on the wrong things. They were completely like they couldn't work on last gen. There's a problem here. But see, that goes back into my whole kerfuffle on this that, all right, turn ray tracing off. Are you, you're still telling me Mm -hmm. you can't have a 60 frames per second mode. Again, I, I'm not. I don't have to have ray tracing. Ray tracing is just a bonus. So if I turn ray tracing off, you're still telling me I'm locked in at 30 frames per second. I can't lower it to 1440p or 1080p to get to 60. Where's the 60 mode in there? We're yeah. at a point now that people have an expectation to have 60 frames per second on these next gen yeah. consoles. I don't think that is unreasonable. Yeah, agree. Well, there's a there's a couple of approaches here. The approach could be the developers made a choice like why you know we're two years into the into the console cycle can we just ditch having to make a ps4 a ps4 pro an xbox one an xbox one x version like can we ditch that like we'll be able to get the game we already have to delay it we'll be able to get meet our mark if we can take that workload off of us like that's that's one of the decisions but with that decision gaz comes if we don't ship on the Xbox One and PS4 platform, we're losing out on a lot of sales because people can't get the new consoles the way they want. So we're missing out on potential sales for a game that is a games as a service based game. So which yeah. is it, or is it both? I mean, Ultimate Gotham Knights—they have said no. They called last gen, so and then it's not showing. Ultimately, my view is this: like, if I get it, metrics and numbers count, obviously. You deliver the quality; people will come. And your quality is on a next-gen hardware, so it's forward-facing. If you can, you build also a lot of goodwill with gamers, where you know, especially core gamers, where you'll be also like have some. I'm not saying they don't have pride, but my attitude is this: all right, next-gen consoles, let's just deliver a proper next-gen experience. Forget the old ones. I we uh, look, they'll eventually they'll get it. They'll eventually get the next-gen consoles. Let's just deliver the definitive experience. Paris, you laugh, but it is no, the No, I'm laughing at the chat. Someone saw me in here and said, off for uh, F's sakes, bye. So I, <laughs> I get the same thing, and I'm a co-host here. But then, but this I get about. it on my own <laughs> show. Oh, crap, Colts here in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get the I, I, had uh, major, but- I had Major Nelson on here, and somebody in the chat said, Oh, why don't you retire already? And Major Nelson oh, like blasted him right there on the show. Like my mods like oh, immediately really? removed it. But like Major Nelson was like watching it and he blasted him like he came back like so cool and collected. <laughs> and that person was like, That's why I mm. <laughs> A little fire in the Paris, when you meet these guys, do you feel the fire of passion, raw anger? Because I think it's to Kumbaya. I think it's to Kumbaya. 
No, no. no I, you, I, what I've learned over the years is when you, when you get these trolley comments or you get these people that pretend to just hate your existence online, when you meet them in person, they're the first ones that want to come up to you and shake your hand. Oh yeah, yeah. So every, true. every time, so every time. So that's why that's why I try to not take any of that stuff serious, but unless it gets like weird like it did last week, but that's usually yeah. what it is. It's just people did that bother that you? Did that bother you on a personal level? Because I get that all the time, but I ignore it. But you felt, and it, to be honest, you have every reason to be really hurt. No, by that. that one. Going back to what I posted last week, that had been going on for months. Oh yeah, damn. and it was the just kind guys of a, it, it was kind of a final straw thing where I'm blocking you on 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 Twitter. And then you go seek me out on Instagram. And one thing I didn't share, and I'll just say it now, was also messaging my wife, too. And I was like, oh, no, no, we're, 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 we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not doing that. So you got you need to go away. Oh, man, going to get sorted. Yeah. Get me. Get the knife I mean, out. this guy's oh, been, he, he's infamous. Yeah. But that's, there's levels that if it goes that far then it's a fair game then it's then you're out for blood but that's old school uh, I didn't say that but authorities got involved surely come on well he allegedly deleted all his accounts and is and I'm doing the air quotes getting help so we'll oh, see okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah and I'm not even I'm not even convinced that he's a he's a platform specific fanboy either uh, I, um, at least i'm not i'm not sure he which at that point he's just, person's he, just a he's just a, he's just a jerk but i think he's trying to make uh anyone uh he's just a griefer i don't know if that's a word that i that's a word i use i make it up uh, maybe i made it up but it's just a griefer someone here's who's the their sole purpose here's the thing i've learned in my old age when it comes to that stuff it Nine nine out of ten times, it's someone that wants you to engage with them. They want mm -hmm. your attention. They right. want you to respond to them. So if you're not responding to them in the way they want on their time frame, that's when it starts to turn toxic. Because if I say something crazy to you or hateful to you, that'll get a reaction for you. Like I had another guy um, who is, I guess, one of these PlayStation fan guys who was literally has a YouTube channel dedicated to me. And was like digging through old tweets Jeez. that I would make and and would twist them to, you know, like, oh, I hate this or that. And none of it was true. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would let it go. Like I even responded to this person at one point and said, hey, as long as you keep it respectful, I don't care if you disagree with me. We can have that engage that, that debate. I, I, I encourage it because I will never pretend that I'm right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but keep it respectful. That's all I was saying. And it basically devolved into just continually being disrespectful. And then finally, a couple of weeks ago, it was like one of those final straw things where it's like, okay, dude, I, I give you another chance. I, I thought you were going to keep it respectful. Can't respond to that. No response. Mm -hmm. So then I thought about it more and I was like, you know what? Let me just block them. And I blocked them immediately. Quote, because people sending me message, quote, tweeting and yeah, he blocked me. Look, I win and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is my point. It's like you want me to respond to you and, and, and say something to you so you can win. It's yeah. it's it's silly. And and this again yeah. to, to the whole original point, guys, this is why I don't do the console war stuff because it, it just gets silly at that point. It can, it can. You're absolutely right. I understand that. You have to have the appetite for that. Yeah. And is it that is a horrible consequence of that. Yeah. You and have to starve you have to starve those people. They they're so starved for any type of attention. <laughs> find, them, find out where they live and take their DoorDash. No, you have to starve them. Oh, it's cool. 
Go no, you really, you really have to. Yeah, I, yeah. I went to PAX and talked to Bill Stilwell, who works for Epic, and he's such a great guy. He used to work for Xbox. And he said, I've never blocked anyone. I'm like, Bill, you you have like 2,000 followers. Like, I, I, I deal, I, I bring it all myself, but I have a lot that I have to deal with. People come at me over the littlest thing, you know? Oh, you hate pickles. You know, it goes on and on, right? And, yeah, uh, but you deserve it. I do deserve it. He said, uh, he goes, why? I've heard it a million times. Why block them? Because then they get that satisfaction. So since PAX, which was July, I haven't blocked a soul. And uh, I just mute them and it starves them. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, Risk it for the biscuit, who you love to death, Gaz. He said, <laughs> uh, he said, it's Ray Trace Shadows. They haven't even had real, uh, the devs haven't, they haven't dev SS Shadows. Oh, screen screen space reflections, maybe. Yeah, this Gotham Knights thing is just a ray trace shadows thing, and I'm getting tired of this. We we're kind of promised ray trace lighting on the consoles. We still haven't seen it, but um, I don't know. I'm getting tired of that. Just use this somewhere else. Forget ray tracing now. It's obviously, yes. clearly, the overhead is really high. Just uh, focus. I, I wanted to say at the beginning of this discussion, guys, that it really comes down to one situation, I think, with Gotham Knights, where they made their decision, like Paris said. They decide we want th- this fidelity, we want to be able to do this. There's some AI stuff. Asa from Game on Daily has explained a lot about how there's AI across the map, that when you're fighting the interactions and the calculations that have to happen when you're uh, farther apart on the map is very taxing on the console. And so they've had to make choices where they're at 30 frames. And I think at this point, since the game comes out in a week or two, that they've made that choice and there's no time to reverse it. So if you want 60 FPS... Says, no, I have not said that. <laughs> he did not say that? Okay, I don't so know if he's talking to say so. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, there's calculations that have to go on. We, we had a long conversation this morning on WhatsApp about it. He said a lot of things that I don't remember. And I could also... You know, the pictures he sent me of his left foot, I could show you those. But Ace is amazing. (laughs) My point is they've made these decisions, like Paris said, about fidelity, and there's no time to reverse them. So if you want it at 60 FPS, just like hope and pray that they patch it in three to six months after it comes out. Not the answer Mm -hmm. you wanted. Um, I I have a sneaky feeling that's what's going to happen with Gotham Knights, personally. But that's just an opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's it, too. Um, Some of the other stuff that when we were talking about Starfield, some of the other stuff that came up was Todd Howard talking about the the future of games and the Obsidian lead. Uh, Fergus Urquhart said that he wants to make Fallout. He's like telling Bethesda, just give us Fallout. But they've got their their hands full. They've got their plate full of games they're working on. They're about to release Pentiment, which uh, Aaron Greenberg is calling a banger uh, before it comes out. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But they're also working. They just finished Grounded, and they're working on Outer Worlds 2. So where is Fallout 5 in the trajectory, Paris, whether from Obsidian or Bethesda? What, give us yeah, it's. It, it's interesting, man, because, well, first, let me say this, because I, I say it all the time and just give me an opportunity to say it again. When we look back on this generation or whatever we want to call it, Obsidian is going to be the most important acquisition that Xbox has done. I, I will continue to say that for the very reason that we're talking about where the hell is Fallout 5 or New Vegas 2, because Obsidian mm-hmm. is clearly tied up in so many different diverse type of IPs right now that they simply don't have the time to do it. And that's actually a good thing. Um, 
we clearly we can't rely on Bethesda to be the ones to deliver whatever the next fallout is going to be, because after this Starfield, they're doing Elder Scrolls six will be clearly in the 2030s. I know there was some talk about in exile or something like that doing it. Yeah. I would hope I would hope and this is a hope that with the 30 plus studios that they're going to have by the end, by this time next year, you know, if the Activision thing goes through, which I assume it will, there's a studio internal, to the Xbox that can take up the next fallout and do it by the end of this a decade. Different studio. I would hope. I would hope. Yeah. That is just a hope because clearly it's not going to be Bethesda. It's not going to be Obsidian. It's not going to be in, in exile. It's, it has to be someone else. And I can't see them leaving fallout five sitting on the shelf into the 2030s. That just, well, I, it almost seems irresponsible in a way. And, and you know, yeah. if you get my point, like, wow, you have this great IP just sitting here and you're not going to do anything with it. I, I, I can't believe they wouldn't do something. I mean, they fallout are, he said then. they have a white paper. Or they have a one pager on, on fallout five. And he's like, I wish I could just wave a magic wand and it would appear. That's what he yeah. said to Ryan McCaffrey. Right. So they want to do fallout, but if you're Todd Howard, Gaz, are you going to give up your baby, your the Fallout that they've like worked on for 15, 20 years? Are you going to give that to some other studio, even though it's partner with Xbox? If you're Todd Howard, what do you well, do? It depends. It depends on the vision you have for that game or if you, you can retain it. You have, you've seen it with the Witcher devs. They obviously producing three core Witcher trilogy. They're also one of the Witcher games is a full-on, fully-fledged RPG that they're contracting out to a third-party outfit, yep. along with oh, some wow. ex-Witcher devs helping, assisting with that development of it. And you have to ask, what's the vision for it? If Todd Howard is a person I feel like uh, is vision-led, the Fallout IP has tremendous value. Uh, it would be naive for it to forsake it, because I also believe there's a lot of scope for that, for that, for that mm-hmm. IP. So... Him contracting out to the third person, you know, like, so a lot of people might be, I don't know. It depends on whether or not he has a vision for it. I think with with Starfield, there he's aiming for the blue sky there. So I'm quite intrigued to see whether he would feel like returning back to Fallout would be adequate because they, it's like it's like Fallout on crack. Like Starfield is just like infinite. Space, well, they always build you know? upon, right? They always, yeah. when, you know, Skyrim got some thing or Skyrim got things that Fallout had, and then Fallout Four got a bunch of things that they built upon with Skyrim and so on. So we can expect Fallout to have a bunch of great, successful things that Starfield had. But, um, but if you're talking 2030s, Gaz, is it going to be a is it going to be a reboot again, like they kind of did with Fallout Four? Please don't say reboot. Sorry, Paris, you're going to say something there. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt. Please, please continue. No, I mean generally, I don't want to. I don't want another retread. I don't want a remake. I'm with you there. I'm just so sick of that. Like, are we that creatively bankrupt that you sell? Well, it's not that. It's just, uh, and I'll ask Paris because it's um, you. The last game was 2015, and then 2032, or heaven forbid, 2035. You know, 10 to 20 years later, they put out a. I don't even know. I can't even do the math. Holy crap. It seems so long. Paris, what I'm asking is like, are they going to say, Hey, it's a new generation of gamers. We kind of have to reintroduce them to fallout because their dads played it. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I I'm, I'm trying to think of this logically, right? Like where, where could fallout five fit in if, if it's Bethesda led. And the only thing that makes sense to me is all right. Starfield knock on wood is 2023, but Okay. Even if Todd Howard and that team immediately jumps on Elder Scrolls Six, 
we're looking at it's going to be on whatever the next Xbox is going to be. So we're looking at probably 2028, 2029. I mean, they, they have to somewhere. kind of started on it. I'll, I'll shoehorn yeah. that in. They, they started yeah. some development in 2018, 2019. So. Right. But full on, you get yeah. my point. Full yeah. On, yeah. You know, we're, we're still going to be a ways out. The only thing that would make sense to me is if, and maybe I'm misquoting this, but isn't there a Bethesda Austin? Because isn't that who yes. did 76? They're yes. doing it. They're the ones that are doing it. They're stopping work on 76 and they're moving straight on to Fallout 5. And maybe we can get that around that 2027, 2028 timeframe up in there somewhere. But to me, that would seem to be the earliest we would get a Fallout 5 unless there's a studio that's secretly been working on it already. Right. So that my next question is, what studio uh, would you want to work on Fallout? Because like, you want Obsidian, so do I. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> in the perfect world, the next Fallout is Fallout New Vegas, and it's made by Obsidian. That that would be that. in a perfect world, oh, but yeah. we know that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I would love to see Todd Howard be the one that's leading it, but he, he's busy. So it has to go to somebody else. So like I said, maybe if it's still Bethesda-led, maybe it's Austin that's doing it, or there's another Xbox game studio that they bring in to do it, or to, to Gaz's point, you contracted outside. And have someone else doing it as well. But I'd rather that just go get someone to do banjo, please. Screw all this. But, <laughs> but like, I hate Paris for that no, every time. I there's no it. way you can leave fall or well, you shouldn't. I, I can say there's no way because they absolutely could. Yeah. But you should not maker. have fallout sitting on the shelf into the twenty thirties. It mm-hmm. should be coming out. I would love to see it come out in the, the Series X generation. I kind of don't think it is. I think it's going to be whatever the next X- Xbox is. It may even be a game that launches the next Xbox, for all we know. I, I'm with you. Gaz, you with him on that on that prediction? Yes, absolutely. Gaz, let me totally change directions. And uh, what's, what's the merit behind this? Uh, oh, PlayStation was going to have a, a big showcase this year, but they're holding off because they don't want the regulators to think they're super greedy with all these exclusives. <laughs> I, ca- I kind of I mean, ignited it there. Lifestyle but... reported on it as well, and I find that so farcical. If it's true, I, I okay. Explain this to me, okay? PlayStation guys, I'm I, I'm pleading to you, to your logic here. <laughs> logic. Uh, explain this to me. You're you're backing this. You you. I saw people angry say, "Oh, Microsoft's now affecting my 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 hobby, affecting my PlayStation showcase." <sighs> If it's real, I really doubt it's real. I really doubt it's real. But if it's real, it bewilders me. You're saying that place, PlayStation is tactically Stop it, Paris. showing... <laughs> I, just, uh, I, saw, I saw someone going, YouTubers got 4090s for free. I'm like, well, here's my 3080 Ti. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, give, me, give me money. Uh, no, so uh, what was I saying? Um, please, please help no, that's me. It, that's it, yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation. Yeah. Look, are you saying PlayStation is tactically con- delaying its showcase in order to conceal its first party games in order to then and third party in third party deals to better scupper Microsoft's case with the regulators? That's how much PlayStation cares about you and cares about de- derailing this deal. That it would postpone a showcase. Not that you have bloody a whole decade's worth of precedence anyway. It's not like you need future case. We know your games are going to be exclusives. We know you're going to have money hatting galore. You have enough jurisprudence already to completely smash that out. But is Sony actually 
did do that. That is so balmy. It's ridiculous. Unless the third parties uh, uh, money happening is so heavyweight. So, you know, and we've seen it already, by the way. It has that been, It's yeah. quite egregious. Yeah. And, and it's insane. What is PlayStation doing? It's so tone deaf in its messaging. It's so just, well, that's assuming it's true. It sort of sounds believable is the problem. Like on the, like when you hear this, of course I laughed when I, when I heard this Paris, I'm like, ah, right. I'm like, yeah, like they, they they're, they're going to move their showcase so that they don't look diabolical in, uh, against the regulators. But uh, where Paris, where is their showcase for this year? It's I really mean, I, I'm on, I'm honestly surprised. Are you hosting it? <laughs> well, I can't say that. No, I'm not. My host. Um, I'm honestly surprised they haven't had a showcase, um, but yeah. maybe they just feel they don't need to. Uh, with obviously God of War, Ragnarok is, is going to be huge here coming yeah. in, in a few weeks. Maybe they'll have something small at the Game Awards and then maybe like in February or March. Because look, we know what the big game for them is going to be in, in 2023. It's going to be Spider-Man 2. That, it's going to be a monster. Mm-hmm. So um, I think whenever they do do a big showcase, it's going to be for Spider-Man 2. And maybe they just don't feel the need to do that stay to play take, and then game awards right. and you're good yeah yeah why take away from from god of war showing spider-man you don't have to we already know like they're going to have uh movie tie-ins with uh into the spider-verse his next year as well so maybe you just hold all that stuff till 2023 like obviously the weird speculation about they're doing it because of this whole activision deal i i don't believe that for one second because they're not the ones that are being investigated so why would that matter and microsoft pointing to oh look they got spider-man 2 or uncharted 12 or whatever they're going to show right it's like well, what does that matter that's not going to matter with anything that microsoft's doing trying to acquire activision so no i just think it's strategic in that they don't need to i mean look at it this way their competition has absolutely nothing to show this year so why should they they don't have to. They already got oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I've said Jeez. this before. What do you mean? Oh, wow, you piece of... How many times have I said this on this show? It's so... Well, when uh, when Paris says it, it makes sense. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I actually... I actually have never... I've never... Gaz, you probably said it, and I was like, huh? But, uh, yeah. Oh, wow, is all I can say. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. We say no, a lot of Paris, things. You're absolutely right. The competition. Oh my god, I spilled water everywhere. Um, the competition has been completely lackluster. There is no pressure, and when, as soon as God of War comes, everyone's going to forget the showcase. They're like, "What's play Xbox yep. going to show?" You, you want to know how you counteract Starfield when that launches? Uh oh, how's that? Spider-Man Two stay to play, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm true. Saying, and they probably I, will do that. They probably yeah. will do that. They are very good at having something ready, like in the chamber when Xbox. Uh, tries to show us, hey, look it, we're uh, we're gonna make Banjo Kazooie remake, and then they'll yeah. come with something big, and then I'll uh, be yeah. mad at Paris. Uh, there's there's three <laughs> things that the CMA is really upset fanboys lately. I'm sorry, what do you want to say something? <laughs> no, because I can't believe you're. De- Why are you not excited for Banjo? It's like okay, let, let, let me give you my reason well, for Banjo. Right. Really quick, right. right. please, please do. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Go ahead. Name me. The family-friendly platformer that Xbox has. Please name it. Crackdown. You can't. I'm just. I'm just kidding. They have one. I'm just saying you can't. They, they don't, don't have one. one. Super you Lucky Steel is not a good game. Crash Bandicoot. You, you have an iTunes. 
You have an IP from an iconic franchise that is just sitting on the shelf collecting dust that you've not done anything yeah, with. The, and you've this is the dialogue me. in the game. Do you know, I might shed a tear to have next-gen Grunty going, I can't wait. <laughs> you know what, Paris? Here, I've, been, I've famously said this, like 30 people have heard me say this. If Sumo Digital, the team that made Sackboy Big Adventure, does it, I am one oh thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. That game that would is be so amazing. good. You know what? Nobody yeah. knows how good that game is, Paris. It's it's amazing. Sackboy Adventure is amazing. It's so freaking creative. It's so good. Yeah, I've and, always and, said and it's funny, and it's funny people are saying Psychonauts too. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychonauts Honestly, it could have won game of the year. The fact that it didn't win more awards last year is criminal. Trust it, me. It's I, I am a huge fan of them. And if they were to, and he's already said he's not going to do it, but if Tim Schaefer were to come and say, yeah, double fine, we're going to do a banjo, because I would literally shed a tear. I would. Yeah. But he said he's not going to do it. He's going to do something else. Yeah, they would absolutely kill it. But that Psychonauts 2 is not going to move the needle as being a family-friendly game. If you think about it, Psychonauts is all about mental health. It's not something I necessarily want my kids to It does have some play. dark and interesting, yes. cool things going on. Uh, chat, like please play Psychonauts. Because of that? Because it's quite interesting chat. As a parent, would you not? Would you be a bit iffy about referring, like letting your kids play? I mean, like my them? kids are older, so they would be fine at this oh, point okay. playing it. But I do think, like younger kids, like you know, let, let's say nine years or younger, I don't necessarily want them de- like you're saying dealing with it's some of the dark, dark themes that that yeah. can be in Psychonauts. I mean, some a lot of it will go over their head. I get it, but. I would rather have a game like Banjo that is literally made for everyone to play the comedy and everything that goes with it. You know, the, the, the platforming aspects of it. It's a family friendly game with the, the bird and the bear is the icon iconic duo that Xbox simply does not have. They do not have that on their roster. And that's another reason I'm saying, why are you not utilizing this? It, it just they makes will sense do. to me. Yeah, but you're right. You're right there. And I think that what they may be potentially doing is doing a super platformer franchise. Once the ABK deal comes, you've got Spyro, you've got Crash, then you've got Banjo. Put them together in a platform world, which you can monetize immensely. If you get those devs off of Call of Duty, though, it's a, it's a major problem. They're all like, just like, they're all tacked into that where they're going to make those I Call don't Duty care about games. Banjo, but I agree with Paris' take. Like, you know, diversity in you? lineup and Xbox needs a mascot. But I don't you, want it. I don't give a damn about Paris. I'd rather have Conquer. I agree with Paris all the time. I did that in a source video. But I was crying oh, about the fact that I'd agree with it. Um, there, there are a couple of things here. The, the CMA. I'm, I'm just going to read these three bullet points um, about what they're they're upset with Xbox. I thought it was funny that Xbox that Microsoft's response was it. In, in my words, they said it seems like you're more interested in or you're more concerned about the playstation brand than you are the consumers and i think that's pretty much what they said in their statement it was almost those exact words but the cma says they have three things they're upset about one is the availability of call of duty on rival consoles that's what they're Mm -hmm. concerned about number two is subscription services and three is cloud gaming paris i gotta ask you about the second one subscription services because you've been talking about the best value in gaming like, how much of a threat is Game Pass right now or in the future? Do you get paid every time you say that? 
You do get paid. I, I get paid absolutely nothing. I say it because this <laughs> is what I believe. And and, and I, I always find that hilarious that people get so upset that my, my opinion matters that much. But no, it's just my opinion that I think is a great value. And again, I look at it from the standpoint of being a parent and remembering when I was a kid and I'd be lucky to get one or two games a year versus having access to all these games and, and just you know, the discovery of, of all of it. That's why I think game pass is, is such a value. Right. But to your point with, with this whole CMA thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's silly because when you look at it, PlayStation, whether you believe it or not, they're doing the same exact thing. They're just behind. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Microsoft started early. What game pass started in what? 2017. And look how long it's taken them to even get to this point. We obviously see what's on the horizon here in 2023 and 2024, that they're going to add even more value to it. Um, But PlayStation's simply not there. They're not ready to pull the trigger to say, yeah, we're going to put our first party lineup day and date. That's really the only difference between them and and the PlayStation plus what premium or whatever it is and what Game Pass is. Why though? Why aren't they ready? Because because they're they're saying our premium, our premium top tier. Because here's why. Here's why. I can tell you why. Because people are still more than willing to spend $70 for their first party lineup and Mm. they're getting people to double dip on PC. That's why. That doesn't sound very nice. I guess business isn't very nice. It's a truth. It's it's, it's simply business. And if you listen, and and I've said this for years and people get mad at me, but if you go by what Herman Hulse just said a couple weeks ago, they're already to the point of saying that the PC, their first party lineup on PC is going to be a year behind releasing on PS5. That eventually will skew to be day and date eventually yeah and then you will most likely see them go to some type of subscription service where you're getting that stuff all 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 in one big bundle because like we even saw with with uh spider-man remastered they're adding in the psn support to it this is just they're just behind from an infrastructure standpoint that's what you know people love to argue and do all that stuff they're doing exactly what microsoft started doing back in 2017 it's no different Really they're just is. behind on the PC aspect and yes. and getting their globalization of their services. It's just weird that they say, you know, our top paid top tier paid premium service is not made for new games. It's for old games to discover. It's like, why are you calling it premium then? That's just I don't know. But yeah, um, the messaging is all wrong. They're buying time, like Paris just said. <laughs> Someone said it's bad business. What, what, I, maybe I'm missing. What what's bad business about it? I, more I money. <laughs> Well, it might be short facing if you're saying that the uh, the optics of it are so negative that that cascades to the mass sentiment, and as a result of being more. Oh, oh this is a, this is a hater. I, I I'm a fraud now. I'm. I'm I, why am I even reading the chat? I should say reading the chat. Sorry, but no, continue. Uh, I mean, that's good. Fraud, he's talking to about Zorka, actually, not you. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> likes they call Zorka a fraud uh, for fun. And I was talking to Zorka as well about this. I might have mixed up some of the stuff Zorka and I were talking about, about the technical part of uh, those games running at 30. But I, I tend to do that. At least the information is there. But who knows who I got it from? My, my thing is this to, to kind of just simplify all this at the end of the day. Yeah, have I done stuff with Xbox? Do I do Xbox show? Blah, 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 whatever, fine. But at the end of the day, 
I'm always looking for value and stuff. I don't care how much money I make, or how much I don't make or what I might get, you know, for for review or whatever. When I'm talking, I am talking as a consumer that has to go spend my money. So if I'm going to go spend my money, then I want the best value that I possibly can. What we see currently in the industry, Game Pass is what I see as the best value I can get for my money, because if I got to spend, what is it? For ultimate 180 a year, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. getting I'm getting all those games on my console, on my PC. I can stream them on the cloud and we know we're getting stuff day and date as we go into 2023. If that's wrong or whatever, I don't want to be right. Trust me, I don't want to <laughs> be right. You just got paid $5,000 for that. <laughs> because I as, as an example, as an example, I literally right now, on the uh, right before we started the show, I pre-installed Persona 5 Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, on on the through the Xbox app, I've never played any Persona game ever. I'm going to play it because I have it on Game Pass. Just like we were talking before about Scorn, it's on Game Pass, so I will give it a try and see if it's something that I want to play. And there's other like You Suck at Parking is another game I probably yeah. never would have played if it wasn't for Game Pass. I've got it installed right? as well. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like when you start talking about it that way. I, I already know I'm going to get to play Redfall. I'm going to get to play Starfield. Hellblade 2 when it comes like these are games I already know I get to play because I'm a part of that subscription service and we know the other third party gems and other smaller games that are going to come in there like what what is it the city one you were just talking about Pentium why not Pentium would be a good game I I already have access to it so I will give it a try and that's the whole point guess what about people who do the opposite of what Paris is doing the people who seem to push harder for the for the corporation or like yeah but you know i need to make sure that this corporation makes more money that's why i buy 70 dollar games i buy them you know day and date you know digitally you know that whole thing because paris is well, talking about i should be looking out for me as a consumer well i uh, okay i don't think that's completely the case paris even though game pass is incredible service that's actually challenging the it's almost a paradigm shift in how we enjoy gaming. I think it will be very massive, disruptive force. The best value in gaming is subjective, and you oh, could of glean, of course, yeah, hmm? you could glean more value in paying for quality titles like on PlayStation. I'll take PlayStation side for now, and then you, and to address your question, Colt. I. When PlayStation guys are like, well, you know what? I'd rather play full price for the games where you don't forsake the kind of experiences, the fully fleshed out whoa, visual whoa. heavyweight single player games that that I'm used to. And I, I understand that because this year, the notion of Game Pass fodder, I don't, uh, fodder is a bit too strong a word. Yeah, you can use it. You I, can use it, though. But you know where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, when I say I that, when they, you see reviews are like, it's a good Game Pass game. It's almost subcategorized as a Game Pass game where the quality of it or lack thereof is forgiven because it appears on the service. That is a distinct risk with Game Pass. Although, to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that with actually like indie dev- games more than yeah. mainstream games. Scorn is one example of that, and and Sifu and others. But it's there is an argument there. I wouldn't just completely be dismissive and say, "Oh, these guys are just capping for the corporations," because <laughs> right. I like that PlayStation is is ultimately it's a financial model to squeeze as much money out of 
consumers as possible. The old model works. PlayStation and Sony need PlayStation to be like that. And if they keep committed to this narrative that we have those big AAA single play, you know, visual heavyweights, we can't do Game Pass. I say good. I'm grateful for that. I have Game Pass. I want Sony mm. to deliver those big experiences. I'm happy to play my PS5 down here for those big games. Now, and I say well done to Sony. To commit yeah. to that, let them do that. Now, let me be crystal clear on something. Horizon Forbidden West was absolutely worth my $70, right? Okay. Um, when I think about God of War Ragnarok, absolutely worth my $70. Spider-Man 2 will absolutely be worth my $70. Mm-hmm. I felt Returnal was worth my $70. Same with Ratchet and Clank. I know there's various opinions about that. It's not about having to spend full retail price for a quality game. But mm-hmm. and, and here's where it comes in the, with the thing with Game Pass, because I've been saying this too. 2023 is the reckoning for Game Pass and Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Finally. You delayed Starfield, you delayed Redfall as examples. Well, guess what? They better be good. Nah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I remember, I don't know if you remember. They better I be great. Halo, yeah. I said this about Halo Infinite. I was like, that game cannot just be okay. It needs to be great. But this is the flagship title for Xbox. And we've obviously seen what Halo Infinite has gone through over the past year. We can't keep having these, well, it's just okay. Well, it was all right. No. If you truly want Game Pass to be the quote-unquote best value in gaming, per my opinion, then you need to be delivering quality AAA experiences that are inside yeah. of that service. 100%. And they know that. They, they and know I that, also... Right? To add to that, I mm-hmm. also don't believe for one second that because Game Pass exists, that a developer like Coalition or 343 or Obsidian or Bethesda is going to lower their standards because they know it's going in for a dollar. I think that is the most bullcrap argument. And also to, to combat what Gaz said, Gaz, that you said, you know, if you buy three first party games on PlayStation, you already spent enough to pay for Game Pass Ultimate. So the problem was in 2020, Xbox didn't have any big, amazing games. That they, Everything was delayed, except for Grounded, which is a complete banger. But, in my opinion, but that's the thing. Like, if I paid $180 out front for 2022, did I get my money's worth? Probably, but I could have also turned that 180 and only bought an exclusive on PlayStation. But, you know what, the three of us, we're going to buy everything we're gonna buy all the ones we we're want lucky to, play, to be in that right position. we're very yeah, fortunate i mean i mean because I mean, again like to your point about 2022 yeah this clearly was not one of the, the one of the you know standout years for, for the worst yeah, yeah yeah clearly it was one of their worst but i think when we look back if starfield and redfall are great games then you'll go I'm glad you delayed them so that they were great games versus Absolutely. just putting them out in 2022 just to say that they were quote unquote in the service. Like I, I, I and I'm sure you guys have talked about this too, but it's pretty clear to me that when the, the when Phil and Aaron and all of them went out to Bethesda, that's when that decision was made. Yeah. It was made then, and clearly it was made of maybe we think we can get it out, but we'll be it'll be a last minute thing. No, take do it right we're tired of these buggy half made games. If you need more time to get it right, then please take more time. That's just the way I look at it. So they were dealing with halo infinite at the time as well. So they knew they had already committed themselves into that mire and they needed to get out of it. And I think they made the right choice. I totally agree with Paris, but the game has to be great. And that, that delay is super important. Gaz. Yes. 
I remember something I publicly just. Like, what's that? A knife? Is that your fake knife? It is a knife. It's, it's a prop knife. It's not real. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can see if I'm poking my cheek. Um, Harris, I disagree with with you. Uh, this is a bit of an old take, but I I vehemently not vehemently. It's not that strong. I disagreed with your take on <laughs> on Cyberpunk. This is the game we wanted, and then later on you tweeted, "Let's fight." Uh, and then later on, you tweeted, <laughs> I don't get why you guys were so upset about my opinion. No, Paris, you said we wait, wanted it. You lumped us wait, all in there. Wait, wait, what? I, did I say that? Yeah, you did. Are you talking about Literally. recently, like a couple weeks ago when they finally got when, it patched? So, Paris Lily received a sum of cash. I'm just joking. Uh, this is my <laughs> sense of humor. I'm joking about But the yellow, the yellow chair gang. No, um, basically... Cyberpunk Edge Runners, massive revival for Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. It's starting to do well. Paris got emboldened by it, got swept up in the floor and said, This is the Cyberpunk game we wanted. I I'm, so I'm, disagree yes, with that. And I did say that. That I did say. I thought you were saying, like, I said that at launch or something. I'm like, Oh, hell no, no, no didn't, I didn't say didn't. that at launch. There's no freaking way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, Twitter, it, it gets lost in the details. So let me clarify sure. a little bit. When I say that, I mean that more from a technical standpoint of the, the basically the 1.6 patch. This is okay. the mostly bug free. You can play it from start to finish and have an enjoyable time version of Cyberpunk versus okay. what it was back in December 2020, where it was yeah. obviously just never should have seen the light of day. Now, is this the original vision that they promised us back in 2018? No, it's not. Mm, and that's yeah. unfortunate. I'm hopeful. I am hopeful that Phantom Liberty gets us closer to that vision. And it's most likely why they're getting right. rid of the red engine and going to UE5 with whatever this next version of Cyberpunk is going to be. So they that's can bold, truly yeah. deliver what Cyberpunk should be. So we'll yeah. see. But that's what I meant by that. And I, you know, it's funny. After I tweeted, I go, ah, I should have clarified that more. Ask. <laughs> you, you, you know what? I'm so grateful you didn't. It yeah. fed my narrative so yeah. well. Anti-Paris, I told you guys, this yeah. guy does not care. And I wasn't like that. I actually was very respectful. I said, did it really, though? But see, this is what I like about you. You're very sincere. That's why it's so annoying. I was hoping you were just stuck up and just combative, but you're not. I, I, you, you know, <sighs> it's so funny because I know there's various narratives about me. And, and obviously, you know, like Colt and I, we've met in person. And, you know, no, no, no. And I'm not saying you are, but just since I have a chance to kind of address that. I get that there's various narratives about me and, oh, they've seen, oh, you hosted this or you did that or you got a freaking yellow chair and, oh, you must be bought and sold. And you're <laughs> chilling. I hear all the stupid yes. stuff. At the end of the day, I just like games, man. I really could care less. what I, I have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox. I have a Nintendo. I got a PC. I play everything and I talk about everything and I give my opinion on it. If I like it or I don't like it, it, it's it's so funny. I can I can go from having the Xbox community mad at me about something I say about Killer Instinct yep. to then have the PlayStation community mad at me because I said something about The Last of Us to then have the PC community mad at me because I say eh, the LSS three eh, kind of like it. You know, it's like it depends on what I'm talking about in the moment. Someone's always going to be upset about what you say, but and I'll t- I'll know. tell you another thing that if you have, no, if any of you, you are sorry. If any of you ever get an opportunity to do anything like ever interact with um, leadership in the industry or de- other developers or be able to interview them or anything like related to what Paris has done, like please take the opportunity and do it because it's really, really cool because Paris is a gaming fan and he's had an opportunity to sit next to someone that makes those things 
that we enjoy. And I've also, you know, Gaz has also had yeah, many developers on the show. They give him money. He gets paid for it. <laughs> let, me, let me say this about that, because because I know people are trying to throw that in my face, too. Well, oh, they g- gave you money. Uh, you'd be a moron to go do one of those things and not get compensated for your time. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, of course, of course, you that's, are. That's how business yeah. works. But yeah, yeah. definitely, t- if you if you work your way into an opportunity, please take it because Paris is having a good time, and uh, we got to hang out at Fan Fest because we got to be just. It's just really cool. It's really cool. The haters yeah, will always that about be you, Paris. If he said you were a piece of crap, I'd have told you that. But he didn't. He said, you know what? Paris is so nice. He's so nice. He said, he said this other person was a piece of crap, but Paris is actually really nice. And that pissed me off. I said, like, why is he nice? Like, he's like, he's actually really, really nice. He said that. I, don't know why I, I, t- I talked that. to somebody. I talked to a, a very important somebody that was like this whole time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I talked to him for maybe 10 seconds. I keep it quick because I've talked to him. Yeah. I've talked to famous musicians and other people like that yeah. before, and you, you just got to be cool with them because they're they can't stand annoying people like Gaz and I. But he was like this, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, uh, what? And I'm like, have a good day. And then I went and talked to Greg Miller. Amazing. Most everybody's amazing. But let, let me let me tell this quick story because I'm actually glad glad you brought up Greg. So you know, again, I was at the Kind of Funny studio mm-hmm. for the opening of the spare bedroom, and obviously it was everybody from Kind of Funny there, and then just other people from the industry that you know live in San Francisco um, came in from IGN, GameSpot, just just all over. We're, we're in and out, you know, during during the day, during the 24 hours, and it was so I, it, it was so just refreshing to basically just be around people that are happy to be around each other that love gaming for what it is. And we just had a good time. All the conversations that were happening and very similar to like when you and I were at, at fan fest, like fan fest was just so awesome. Mm-hmm. Just be around people that just love gaming and that's all, all in good moods. Yeah. yeah. Every, everyone had a smile on their face. Everyone's excited. That's what it's about to, to be able to do stuff like that. So like when you bring up Greg Miller specifically, I'll never forget the first time I met him and he knew who I was, which blew my mind. And wow, awesome. he took the time to actually sit and talk to me. And that was crazy because this was around the time when, you know, he had, had won the game awards thing and all that. Everybody wanted his attention, but he treated me like, like a, a person that was important when he didn't have to at all, to your point, like yeah. the person yes. sitting on the phone. So th- things like that always stick with me to where it's like my opinion, number one, is no more valid than anybody else's, whether right, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? And you treat people the way you want to be treated. So, yeah, Colt, of course, when I meet you or I meet anybody, I'm going to sit there and treat them the way I want to be treated. If I'm coming up to someone that I you know, got to meet or whatever and is excited to meet, I wouldn't want them on their phone the whole time just dissing <laughs> me. I'd want them to actually converse with yeah. me. Yeah. It, yeah, It's just simple respect when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're in a situation where we've been locked down for two years, and we finally got to meet back in person. So we're yeah. going to be doing that at E3. I'm super excited. I got a couple more supers. Um, just two more, I think, here. Um, uh, Decimator808 says, Why can't games now be as nice as Scorn? They showed the way, and then he put a puking emoji. Games are really unsettling. <laughs> Sweet Vistas with Australian 5 says, Question for Paris. How can Xbox improve its presentations? <laughs> I think they've been Actually doing good games. I don't, I don't, I don't want to answer that question because because I'm gonna I'm gonna give a selfish answer. 
Oh, by yeah, having you by having that. you run everything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let, me, let me just host all of it. I'll do it all. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> no, I mean, but but being serious, um, one thing that I, I actually actually I have said directly to to people that that are a part of part of their events is, I like take this last one they just did the showcase, right? Mm-hmm. I honestly wish they would take some of the smaller games that you get in the big ninety minute showcase and spread them out throughout the year. I would love to see like yeah. quarterly events where you spotlight some of the smaller games because mm. you come out of that, because yep. you come out of that showcase. What are the two things you remember? Or maybe even three Redfall, Starfield, Kojima. That's it. You're not yeah. talking about anything else yeah. that comes out of that. that right. It's quite point. a lot to digest anyway. It yeah. redresses yeah. the balance of indies yeah. getting the limelight as well. I mean, you do that. That's a great idea. Having more of those like satellite shows spread around will also give the kind of, smaller games their fair share because that's the ethos of game pass and i would add if you're going to do you can't just do an an indie showcase they have idea at xbox people like it was trash because you know people are cranky but what you do with what in paris is thinking i'm sure you're thinking the same thing guys is you have your big showcase and then you spill out the other stuff on the next event three months later and then you show you show some more about the big games that you saw earlier so they still get that that or one round big out game and loads of smaller ones. Yeah, I think absolutely. two to. I think they could get away with two big events with all the other mm-hmm. um, showcases they do within like Jeff Keighley's shows and stuff. But are you thinking like three a year, three three like dedicated Xbox shows? I'm thinking so. Obviously, you're still going to have your big E3 show. Uh, that yeah. and you're going to have yeah, your big yeah, highlight. two more, two more. Is what but I'm but maybe you you do something around that February March time frame. That that's a little smaller scale, almost like a indie showcase, so to speak. You do the big E3 thing, and then you have at the end of the year fan fest celebration, and you have other XO. games coming there as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the XO yeah. stuff, and you maybe you people that are actually there get hands on with some of that stuff as well. Example of a game that no one talks about. That from that we got to see in 2021, and unfortunately the Ukraine stuff got it delayed, is replaced. Oh, yeah, that is a game. I'm t- I'm telling I'm telling everybody right now that is when it does eventually come out. Hopefully next year is going to be a surprise hit that comes from a smaller studio again in the Ukraine. Um, is that made by the guy that did Limbo? I can't remember exactly. I think it I is, actually, it is well, going to be a big deal. Here's a little secret. I've I've been. I've been private messaging with some of them, some of the developers on that team, uh, you know, o- over the past year or so, because I'm truly genuinely excited about about that game. And I will be waving the flag when they're ready to officially start Same. talking about it. But um, but that's kind of my point. No one talks about that game because it got buried in the showcase in 2021. And you've not heard I from it since. It. I loved it. Yeah. Replace looks like insane. I, I see but, the chat. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But. We need more of that. We need spotlight put on more games like that. It's just ultimately my point instead of just the big games, because when you throw in those smaller games into the showcase and you don't talk about them at any other point throughout the year, that's good. They get lost. So yeah, I would love to see more of that. Like the case, the Benedict Fox game is going to be really great. And we don't talk about it enough. Honestly, you know, I I think Nintendo and and PlayStation do a vastly superior job to to what Xbox currently does with their presentations, with with the state of plays throughout the year and the directs. I I would really love to see Xbox do more of those. Yep, absolutely. That's a good good question. And and I'll host it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of hosting in those state of plays, just like mostly just the games and get you moving and get you moving. So you're just going to have to get on a mic 
and get paid $4,000. Bayonetta, three uh, money to get that done. Uh, Petsky Krogan, thank you so much for the chat. It's nice to see Paris in the show. Always a great show, and thank you. And it's a good show, and the audio's working. I know that much. Risker for the Biscuit, thank you so much for the chat. He says, great show. Hit the like, people. Top 10 Colt. I didn't even ask anybody to hit the like button. I've been... Just enjoying the conversation with these two guys. Really appreciate it. If you had a good time here with what we've done, show your support by hitting the like button. It, I don't know. It does something magic. Who cares? But I like. I, just hit the like button if you like it. If you don't, you don't have to. One more. Highlander001 says, I may not... I may not like your take on everything in gaming, but I respect your point of view as you hold companies' feet to the fire. Game Pass saves me money. I think he means that one for Paris. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't agree with everybody. I mean, I disagree with Gaz half the time, don't I, Gaz? You piece of crap. I do, I do. I've been brought up, like, with this as an argumentative nature of it. I think people rub it the wrong way. I always combative in my WhatsApp groups or everything. So, when it, like, you know, when Paris came out, like, came at me, said, don't do that. I was like, all right. It won't walk. It won't walk, but we'll hug it out. It's just my nature. It's just always fueled. It's just I don't know. It's my genes. It's the Baloch in me, the Pakistani in me, the Muslim in me. I don't know. We're just fiery. It doesn't matter. Like ultimately, we'll always have ultimate like strong takes. We'll never agree with everything, but you know, one thing I do appreciate is people are honest. And Paris, you are honest, um, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is my caricature of you as the enemy i was gonna build up a source video like and it's all crumbling oh i mean it's making me like you and i hate it it's got to move to Paul moriarty again or someone else well, this is so well, annoying. come to e3 next year and then we can hang out in person and yeah we will i'll be there it. i'll be there that'll be you. so fantastic oh, well. oh, well, yes you've been you've been super busy you're working on Videos that take far too long. Uh, tell everybody what you're working on and, um, you know, shout out your um, channel and stuff. Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Paris. It was actually a lot of fun. I thought we were going to fight, but we didn't. Uh, <laughs> you're a really nice guy, which sucks. I'll repeat that again. Um, thank you for everyone. Chat. I apologize for the source videos being delayed, uh, but I'm making two videos. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh Someone at Sony will block me. Halo unfollowed me because oh yeah, they they blocked you, didn't they? Yeah, they blocked me because I was like, "Yo, fix your game. Um, hire me. Just hire me. I'll fix it." Um, but yeah, that, that's swearing the source. Be grateful that someone like here with a very short career is going to be dead soon uh, because then the career, the industry won't want it. But at least in my tiny sperm cell of a career i spoke my mind but yeah thank you so much i'm grateful for both of you gents uh paris i would genuinely um you know it's it really nice to chat to you and really really grateful to have that opportunity oh just relax all those problems <laughs> they happen all the time no no um, no this is this has been awesome thank you for having me on yeah i'll have okay. to go back to the other stream that i canceled because i know i was probably like this whole time <laughs> yeah no, don't worry about it <laughs> paris uh yeah you're the real deal bro i really appreciate you being here on the show again and putting up with the technical difficulties being here and just i don't know it's just i can't wait to hang out again i uh, appreciate everything you're doing tell everybody what's uh on the pipeline in the pipeline for your channel like what are you going to be doing next like what can people look forward to i mean you gotta sell it Got people watching. Uh, that's a good question actually um i mean obviously i'm i'm on i'm on kind of funny uh i'll Matter of fact, I'll be recording the X cast. Uh, the first one they're going to be doing in studio. I'll be remote, but they're doing the first X cast in studio. Um, we were recording on Wednesday, I think. 
Um, obviously, we're in review season, so there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. review stuff that'll be coming up here soon. I might have given you a few hints during, throughout the show, things uh-huh. I've been playing already. But um, that and, um, you know, my YouTube channel, I, I just be perfectly honest with you. It fell off a cliff about a year ago just because I started doing stuff with kind of funny and I was busy real life stuff and I just hadn't really gotten back to it. But um, I actually kind of sort of started it back up here a week or so ago. And I appreciate everyone that's been checking it out and, uh, you know, liking and subscribing and doing it's all a that grind. stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. And the whole dude, let, let me just give you your flowers right now. Your your production is some of the best I've ever seen. You're super uber talented. I love your your work. When a cult video pops up, I'm I'm always watching it because I, I just I just love your production value that, that you do. You do great work. Um but as far as that, yeah, you can Thank find you. me kind of funny. You can find me at Gamertag Radio. Um I'm on Twitter at Vicious Six Nine Six, usually ranting about something. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. Whatever the future holds, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be at the Game Awards. I guess I can say that. That's one thing. So oh, if nice. you're at the Game Awards oh, in LA, yeah. Um, nice. yeah, please come say hello. That'll be nice. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see what uh, happens at the Game Awards. As well, and you'll be uh, you'll be sitting there in a comfy chair enjoying it on the real deal. Like there's nothing yeah. like yellow chair. Comfy yellow chair. <laughs> you'll wheel him in on a cyberpunk chair on version one point six. But there's nothing like being at a live event. It's amazing. Yeah. One more chat, Slender for us. Thank you so much. He says, "How can you not love Gaz, man? You <laughs> makes you want to oil Very him up." Easy not to like me. Believe me, <laughs> he's an acquired Very taste. Easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't normally. Uh, well, I guess I do. Kind of talk about what I'm making, but uh, I didn't tell Gaz this, guys. This is kind of embarrassing. Uh, for the people who are still watching, but last night I made my first YouTube short and um, I figured out like how you make it. And I put it in portrait mode and I made it really punchy and it was like 40 seconds long. And my kids, my son sat with me and we made it really great. And it was based on grounded. It was really cool little short. And I kind of like followed, Hey, what do people like to watch really quickly? And I was pretty proud of it. And I put it out this morning and um, I don't know if this means anything, but it got like 700 views in seven hours. And a channel hundred views. Yeah, and, and a channel my size can, can typically get seven hundred views in ten minutes or, or an hour, right? So I was like, hmm. And uh, I, I kind of followed all the rules, so it's it drops in as a short and it sends out notifications, but I don't know. YouTube's kind of going this way where they want people to people are just want to watch 60 second sound bites. ADHD is like, which I have. It's like just been ruling the world uh, as far as that's concerned. But if you want to check challenge. it out, it's a challenge. Yeah. YouTube if you want to check it out, people all the time, like yeah. big 1 million sub guys. And they're like, we're a bit, what's going on here. And I don't Just, like to talk about like under the hood with YouTube stuff. Cause I think it's inappropriate. Like we're here. We're, I get to talk about games, and I and even if uh, there's only two people watching, Gaz and then my mom, that's fantastic, right? But like YouTube wants you to make these shorts, like they're pushing them, and then I make one, and YouTube's like, ah, we don't care. I thought that was weird, but I love making content. Thank you for saying that, Paris. But check out the short if you want to have like 40 seconds of entertainment. And uh, we've been here long enough. I'm gonna let us get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with the uh, as we got things rolling, and we'll be here next week with another really special guest. I can't wait. We'll talk about it soon and I'll try and hit the outro, but thank you so much, Paris. Keep it up guys. And we'll talk soon.